Hey, this is Chuck Dixon, and you're listening to Signal of Doom. Well, you know, for me, the action is the juice. I'm in. Hey kids, Dave here. Uh, just a quick one before the show even gets started. I see Wizards of the Coast announced that in D&D they've ditched the word race and want to use species instead. Well, all I can say is Wizards of the Coast can fuck right off. Hello and welcome to Signal of Doom. I'm Dave. I'm here with Rich, the main man. How are you? Buddy, not too bad, not too bad. Rock and uh, roll. Pretty tiring day of setting up uh, Christmas decorations at work, but uh, other than that, pretty good. So, Father Christmas has come to Hornsby Westfield and to your store in particular. Yeah, which means uh, Ebenezer Scrooge is living in yeah. my heart. I was going to say, so, <laughs> and with Father Christmas comes Ebenezer. He's out on a yearly basis, residing in the spirit of Rich. Well, I don't know. When you've got to do it for work, I just feel like it kind of kills your... Oh, yeah, it's, it's yeah, all destroyed. You know what I mean? It's different if you do it for home, like if it's your home, it's your sure. decorations, and you, it's fun, but when you when it... I feel like when you're paid to do it, you know, and it's not your yeah. decorations, it's just cheap shit they bought, you kind of feel like bar humbug. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a feeling, Rich, you're bar humbug anyway, even if it wasn't uh, without that, but I think this just pushes you over the edge into the abyss, you know, basically. Yeah, uh, I can handle the Christmas music and I can handle the sales, the whole setting the whole shit up and all that. Crap. Where would we be without uh, the Christmas season? Uh, that you know, Dean Martin, people arguing about baby, it's cold outside. You know how they're like, oh, it's like it's about rape. It's like it's not, but you know, thank you for that uh, modern perspective on like a sixty-year-old song. Well, um, the modern perspective know. is romance is dead. So yeah, it's I'm just, not surprised I mean, that even as a rape song. Yeah, it's just like, wowie, that's the darkest possible way to look at that song. Um, yeah, but uh, as you know, I love the Christmas season, but I am happily uh, far, far away from the retail, which is the, uh, the the Christmas killer of the spirit, I think, if you're working in it. if you You are one of the elves, Rich, but you are just a burnt-out elf, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I'm the one in the in the corner, hasn't shaven, smoking. Yeah, it's got one of those uh, hip flask, like, um, hip flask. Yeah, just glug glug. Yep, you're just like just don't overdo yourself, kid. It's not worth it. Yeah, it's gonna break your heart, kid. Father Christmas is a myth. Um, so I do want to welcome Brian Brian Lazara. Uh, we obviously mentioned him last week with his G.I. Joe page, and he's been listening to the show, his G.I. Joe fan fiction page, and you can find it on Facebook, uh, Nothing But Joe. And um, it has been a hell of a lot of fun corresponding with him. He really enjoyed the show last week. He gave us a list and gave us a spin, Rich. And, you know, I always love it when people reach out and, and they're enjoying it. And it's he's... always good to build a, a community. Exactly. I've got an engine built on war, basically. <laughs> You know, I, I moved us to a war footing early on. A couple of times I've taken us off, but we're back on a war footing these days. Ever since Ukraine mm. went down, man, I put us back on a war footing, you know? Um, I, I think that's the best way to operate, basically. You know, that way people don't get slack. You know, you've mm. got to cycle off at some point, Rich, but uh, the way I'm seeing it, I, I'm on the Death Star, you know? And uh, all I see are targets, man. We all know what happened to the Death Star. Well, it blew up Alderaan. Didn't do too badly there. 
It's only Dave. It literally did one thing, like literally one thing. The first Death Star you're talking about. Yeah, the other one did nothing. No, I didn't blow up Endor. Did it? Did it blow up a moon or something? It did something. Didn't blow up anything, mate. Okay, fine. It took 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 down one ship. Ooh, ooh. (laughs) Hey, did you know that in Return of the Jedi, the Ewoks are on a moon of Endor? I believe I was reading that. Yeah, the moon. Yeah. Right, so Endor is the planet, and that's a moon where the, where they're gallivanting around, correct? Yeah, it's a moon, yes. Okay. Has there ever been adventures on Endor itself? Yeah. What is Endor? Um, it's also just basically also forest, I believe. Oh, so it's just the same, so it's massively unoriginal. Yeah. Like, does it have Ewoks as well? Or are they just on the moon? Um... This is the kind of stuff I expect you to know, Rich. The drop of a hat. No, I don't believe it does. No, it doesn't, no. Yeah, okay, all right. But, I mean, well, we won't get into it. But anyway, so uh, what has been going on in your life this week, Rich? What's been going on? What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you doing? You're obviously happily married now. Uh, <laughs> what have I been doing? What's been going on? Just passing uh, time, marking a, time. A, yeah, been a, been a blur. Again, still watching a bit of um, Doom Patrol. Yeah. Uh we're still playing um Pokemon. Right. Uh, so oh, thrilled. I got the PS five the other day. Oh yeah, what's going on there? Bit. Now come on, here's a topic we can we can get dive into. What, what are you playing? What games did you get? What's going on? Oh, um I got Valkyrie Elysium and I got two old games, uh Dragon Quest Heroes one and two. Uh-huh. The girlfriend got uh, Nino Kuni two and Shenmue three. I've never That's heard of these games. Stuff. I've never heard of any of these games. Of course not. You just go for the fucking, <laughs> you know, corporate endorsed, oh, you know, game on, of man. the year. I bought um, I, I bought Death Stranding for twenty nine dollars the other day. Yeah, another another uh, one that was heavily featured in the the game award. You haven't played the game awards games, bro. Yeah, totally. Because that's I I know it's quality. You know, I I I know game of the year that kind of stuff. Of course I do. Why why else would it? Oh, it's all quality there. Except remember when I played Dragon's Dogma: Dark Arisen, and that is a great game. And I don't believe that won any game awards. You know, think about that one, Rich. Yeah. You you for some reason feel like you on like both sides of the fence when you're not, Dave. You you're firmly on one side of the fence. <laughs> How are you going on Assassin's Creed Valhalla? You bought that? What about God of War Ragnarok? Never, never never touching it, bro. Really? Yeah, I have no interest. <laughs> what about God of War Ragnarok? <laughs> Ragnarok. Sorry for my sneezing. Mm, even even uh, less than zero interest. Really? What about Cyberpunk? Man, I have that on the Xbox X. I haven't touched it. Wow. So yeah, okay. I bought it because I got it for like nineteen bucks. And I was so like, these games, mind. which I've never heard of, I assume are these Japanese games or something. Like I've never heard of them, man. Like, how do you find out about this stuff? Um. Yeah. Um, yeah. But so basically, we've bought the console exclusive games. Uh, like the Nino Kuni is basically um, uh, a, like a Studio Ghibli game i don't know you probably don't know yeah the animator yeah yeah so like the spirit away and all this it's it's very heavily uh, it's even done by that same company like they've helped sort of create well they're excellent 
from what the I've art seen, and the story and all that. Yeah. And Shenmue is one of like the original fucking uh, almost like life simulator Yakuza sort of games. I'm surprised you've not heard that of that. Sounds cool. That sounds um, good. Shenmue started all life on the Dreamcast, I think it was, and then it was the Xbox, and then it became an exclusive after kickstarting. Uh, Valkyrie Elysium uh, is a bit of a sort of a Japanese, not open world, but just sort of like hacker slasher right. type game. And then Best Heroes is... And what's the graphics like on these things? Uh, well, Valkyrie Elysium is a PlayStation 5 game. So I the, think I've heard of that one. That one I think I've heard of. Again, Nino Kuni is going for an animation style, so, oh. and so it looks like the Studio Ghibli movies. So, oh. I mean, it looks great, but I mean, it's not like... You know, we, we, you can't wow. really judge it by graphics. Well, um, yeah, I mean, I, that sounds. And Dragon Dragon Quest Heroes is done by uh, Akira Toriyama, mm. who's the guy that um, is Dragon Ball and all that sort of stuff. So the yeah. game looks like his his um, art style. Wow. The characters. How um, do you get into all this stuff, man? Like it's so Japanese, uh, man. Well, wow, well, yeah, but it, it's because it's it's art, right? Like, like wow. you know, Akira Toriyama is probably one of my favorite Japanese. Um, wow, manga artists. You know, I've always, I've always. When I was growing up, one thing you got to realize is when it comes to anime, mm. a lot of it is very similar looking. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Akira Toriyama's style is very eighties. Yeah. Um, you know, with the eyes and the shape of the heads, and and I just love his design. So, well, through that, you find then I, you know, obviously I know Studio Ghibli, and then I found out that they've done the, you know, that they were working on the Nino Kuni games. Um, so I've got the first one on Xbox, and I've now got the second one on. Um, well, I'm impressed. Facebook. I'm impressed by like the farthest reaches. It feels like of the gaming world you've reached. You've gone to a whole new world that I know nothing about, man. Oh, wow! Because I don't watch the game trailers, bro. Wow! Yeah, the game awards. Um, I'm I'm circling the you know the main the main cities, the capital cities. You're out there in the wilderness, man. Yeah, I like, right. listen, I like to I like to carve my own path. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't go for the low hanging fruit. So not me, not me. <laughs> <laughs> Lead me right to it. You know what I'm saying? Put a neon sign over it. Yeah, well, that, that's what that's what you like. That's why I said to you. That's why you love the Ubisoft games because the Ubisoft games go, go here, look here. We've marked everything on the map for you. Just go to these places. Yeah, totally. It saves a lot of time, and there's a lot of it too. You've got to do a lot of back and forth. You know. The same shit. <laughs> well, I am impressed by that, Rich, and um, yeah, some interesting stuff there. Now, I am very proud of myself. Thirty years ago, so an eighteen-year-old Dave who thought he was a bit too cool for school. Can you imagine it, Rich? Uh, thought I had a lot of answers, <laughs> and um, at that point in time, after having consumed fantasy for close to a decade, I said, "I'm, I'm retiring from reading fantasy." I was early on in The Wheel of Time, The Great Hunt, and I just finished reading uh, a book called The Stone of Farewell. And I said, that's it for me. I'm done. I felt the tropes had been fully explored uh, to the nth degree, and I just needed a break. Um, well, you know, in later years, I've come back to it gradually, and I've started to realise there's a lot of good fantasy out there again now. I like a lot, but, you know, it's good that I had a break. But Wheel of Time, The Great Hunt, I can officially say I'm now... S- many chapters past where I stopped 30 years ago. And I'm like, wow, this story actually gets really interesting. Um, and I see that this, it doesn't turn the tropes on its head, but it goes different directions. 
And, yeah, because the very first Book of Wheel of Time very much mirrored uh, Lord of the Rings Fellowship of the Ring, consciously, you know, um, whereas this starts to explore it and stuff. And, yeah, I've... um, It feels fantastic, man. And it does make me feel rich. Uh, I always, you know, I often say, are we in a program? And I always felt my program was saying fantasy is done 30 years ago, you know, and I stopped reading. And if I'd kept reading then, I'm wondering if it just would have become like binary zeros and ones. You know what I'm saying? Um, There was no more information to gather there. But now I've come back all these years later and I feel I've gone through to a new level, Rich. Um, am I making sense, dude? Is it is it no, no, no. When you start talking about like simulations and stuff yeah. and all that, yeah, you could pretty much lose me. No, well, I, I firmly believe it, man. You know, I was thinking just the other day, um, like I, I don't mean to belabor the point, but we do know aliens crash landed in, in WW two. That, that's a fact in Russia. I mean, let, let's let's be honest. Let's face it. You know, <laughs> um, <No>. let's. <laughs> No, seriously. Let, let's take a moment to really think about it. And but, uh, um, I'm, I'm going to say something, and I know it's going to. I know it's going to come off like I'm really like. I'm really having a go at you, What's but that? I feel like I feel like people who believe in the stuff, like yeah, who who like like truly believe it. I feel like there's a and that are like truly truly unhappy with life. I'm not unhappy with life at all. I don't I'm know. Fine. I think maybe deep down you may have to you may have no. to talk to yourself, Dave, and, no, and answer some hard questions and, I'm and totally fine. you know, ask yourself some you know I'm fine. Get get to some hard truth because I just feel like people who go like, Oh, it's a simulation, oh yeah, the aliens are there's something in your life you're missing that you feel like that's a thing. No, no, no. No, no, I but I've thought this about the simulation for decades, but I always felt I was getting to the part of the program where the where the text was actually starting to say there is nothing more to be gathered here, you know. Mm. You have tapped it out completely. You've tapped this vein out one hundred percent. Go find something else. Let this replenish. You know, is it just fictional, Rich? Like, as it is, what I I mean, literally the world fictional. Think about that for a second. I don't have to think about that for a second. Oh, wow. Remember, James Demetrius, we're deep in a dream of God. Bang. That was heavy that time. He laid that one down. That one bounces around in my head. Deep in a dream of God. And God's got a typewriter, Rich. <laughs> God's playing VR. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not, uh, you know, think about what you know is true, okay? And then think about all the things that would surprise you that you don't know, the layers of existence and layers of power over you. And then think it could just be a, a game. No, you see, the problem I have is the way that, the way that people look at things is no different to, um, like, if you feel like, oh, my God, like, how do we explain it? How could we possibly do that? It must be aliens or, you know, oh, my God, it must be some. I feel like, again, well, that's no different from the person who said, oh, my God, how did this happen? It must be a God because sure. I don't understand how it happened. So it must be something that I can't see that is more powerful than me. I, there's no difference. If someone's saying that aliens built this or aliens taught man this or yeah. something, that's no different to someone saying there's a God. 
or that things happen because of God. Like it's to me, it's the same thing. It just means Magic you don't. Magic it just means you don't understand it. Yeah, it means yeah. you just don't understand how or why. Like when they go, when when people go, Jesus Christ, how they build the pyramids? Well, geez, it's so advanced, it must be aliens. No, it's just that you can't figure out how. <laughs> you know what I mean? How they did it? Now I know they have figured out using that something where because people can't wrap their minds around how they could achieve something, mm. they assign it to. You know something where that where you don't have to bother explaining. Then must be aliens. Like that's why I don't buy into all that shit. It's just another way of saying I don't know. It's just another way of saying I can't fathom how they did it or why it happened. Like that's just what it is. No, I hear you. I hear you. It's like when the Aztecs and the Mayans um, fought the Spanish and they started firing weapons. There was like you know they were like what the fuck, you know like with the guns. Yeah, it's magic. Yeah, yeah, as I said, it's either God or it's magic or it's aliens. It's, it all falls under the same umbrella. Mind you, it Just could be aliens, man. It could definitely be aliens. Why not? Aliens aren't gods. They're just from a you know different planet. That's it. No, but my point is, it's still a way of saying, I can't explain it, therefore I'm going to assign it to something that I can't see or prove or, you know, uh, that helps me explain it with that. I can just go, aliens. That's it. We can stop thinking. I'll never figure it out because it was done by advanced people, more advanced than me. Can't figure it out. Need to stop. Like I, I don't know. It's just it's a cop out. I'm sorry. It just it just I feel like it's. But, a cop I, but out. I think a lot of people are thinking that the aliens could have landed, you know, years ago, and 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 had again, some influence. No, again, that's just what? I can't figure it out. Why? It just means I don't understand. That's but it's it just is. it's just like a sea voyage. It's like people discovering, you know, other continents and stuff on both seas. People doing it in space. Yes, it's not but, impossible. But we have, no, but we have records of that, Dave. We have evidence. We can see the old ships. You don't yeah, have Yeah, but there's evidence. a lot of evidence that you don't see. There's a lot of stuff like the Vikings landing in America. That took them ages to work out, you know, because there wasn't a lot of evidence. Yeah, well, again, until you come to me with evidence, it's still pie in the sky shit. Until, <laughs> until someone can dig up a fucking alien ship, Dave and go, look, an alien vessel, then it's all pie in the sky. Like, I'm sorry. Man, I hope they do. Fuck, that'd be great. That would be so awesome. I just worry the government will will cover it up. That's my problem. You know? The way governments cover things up. Especially not just the American government, but like Chinese, Russian, you know, etc., etc., etc. The list goes on. As I said, uh, a lot of the a lot of the things that people like to go, oh, Oh my god! I always go okay, but who's to say okay there are aliens out there? But who's to yeah. say we're not the more advanced of all the aliens out there? Why? Why do because, people automatically because, assume because that there's so if many there's alien rates? There must be more advanced than us because there's so many. You know yeah. what I mean? There's so many star systems. What? Why? Why should we be the one out of the billion? Oh, why, okay, but someone has to be tops, right? Yeah, but you're you, you're far. Why can't you're, it be? My point is, why can't it be us? Why do you automatically assume as humans we can't be the number? this fucking race well because universe. for one thing we don't have the technology to travel to other star systems you don't know that they have technology dave you never met one you no but, but well, that's what i'm saying I'm, that's that's my point though i'm saying if we were the most advanced you would think we would have that technology whereas if, if, no, if another civilization no, is right now on. we are the most advanced who's to say the others aren't lagging behind us that's my <laughs> point you assume just like every single other person that we humans, so therefore there must be people smarter than us. Why? Well, just, Why can't we just technologically advanced, like just further down the, the trail. Again, I'm a humanist, Dave. 
I don't put us that low down on the totem pole. Well, I'm not putting us low down, but I'm just saying someone who's been around for another, say, a civilization that's been around for another thousand years, you would think if they haven't destroyed themselves, have, you know, gotten more advanced technology. That's all I'm saying. Yes, but, that, but that's my point, David. See, this is why I say this whole talk of aliens bullshit, it means nothing. It's all just concoctions, fantasies. It's oh, speculation. What it's speculation. Oh, whatever. Like, that's my point. Like, it is, it's, it's like debating about God. It's, it's, it's pointless. But but God makes you believe in a supernatural. The only thing I love about aliens is fiction. What would you do if we discover one? I love science fiction and all that sort of shit. But that's what it is, Dave. But what would you do if we discover one, like an alien ship? Well, then again, I would obviously just like with anything in life, I would have to reevaluate everything, learn new. But I just keep it over my man. I still feel like crash landing in WW2, man. Until I'm not going to live my life. Believing something that's not real until I find it is real. That's just silly. Yeah, I guess, man. But I, I think a lot of people are just keeping their minds open, dude. Real open. Yeah, you're not wow. keeping your mind open, Dave. You've decided <laughs> factually that it has happened. I believe it's happened, yeah. You've, you've probably named them. You know exactly what they look like in your mind's eye, what the ships look like. That's not keeping your mind open. That is you creating a fiction of your own. I believe, if you want to get down to what I believe, I believe that TV show The Fleet may have actually had some answers tucked away, factual answers tucked away in fiction. That's what I believe. They're probably listening right now, man, laughing at us, you know? Anyway. Sure. Sure. Anyway, um, sad news. Uh, Peter David is sick, um, very sick. Now, uh, Michael Kellersham's emailed me. We've had a lot of fun with Pete David on the show. We've teased him at times, but it does sound like it's pretty bad. Um, breaking news. This is Michael Kellersham to me. Lois, breaking news. Pete David has had a heart attack and a series of strokes. The TMZ article says he turned grey by the time he arrived at the hospital. No, Joe, fix it jokes, please. Well, um, In addition to a stroke, turns out he's broke. God. And already has to set up a GoFundMe page to pay the medical bills. This guy's constantly broke. Um, and here's a big... Oh, here's a big fuck you to Marvel and DC. Peter David has been writing for these companies since the 80s, produced a ton of quality series. That's true. Young Justice, Supergirl, Hulk, X-Factor, and a series of great symbiote Spider-Man minis for Marvel. They won't provide a basic level of medical coverage for someone whose work they're still profiting off. Fuck them both. The article says he can plank, so that's a good sign. Hope he gets better. Should do some Peter David on the show. His X Factor is pretty good. Um, yeah, as is a lot of his work, actually. Um, and I think next week, in tribute to Peter David, we might do Young Justice Book One if you're if you're down for that, Rich. Um, what are your What's your view, Rich? Um, obviously, Peter David's sick. He's had a series of strokes. The guy seems to struggle financially. Yeah, it was only a few years ago he had to go find me to pay his taxes. Most, most, again, most of the people working in comics are struggling with money. That's yeah. just a yeah, just that's not enough. Just the way just, it is. Just page rates down. Um, I guess. Like, how much would he be clearing a year? Do you reckon he'd be clearing a hundred k? Maybe. Not that that's a lot of money, but I'm just saying. Do you think he's, you know, clearing that much US? Like that's not a lot. I'm just I'm just trying to put a number out there. I, I just wonder, with his royalties, with whatever he had going on at Marvel. But then medical bills are expensive. He had strokes, medical care in the, the yeah, states. Well, that's the thing. I think if you've been working since the eighties, you were working a time before royalties was a thing. Sadly, 
Yeah, but it's a thing um, now when they when they republish the stuff, he gets royalties off that. Yeah, but again, they don't. The problem with the republishing is not it's not consistent. It's not sure. It's not enough to you know like it's it's not enough to keep you. Yeah, you know, it's a sm- it's a small check. Like how small? Um, how small do you reckon for his oh, young justice stuff? A couple, couple of thousand, like that's it. What a year, a quarter? What? No, just one outright check for if they reprint something, he'll get a, a he'll just get one check probably for like I don't know. Ten oh, grand really? or something, maybe five grand, something like that. Really? Oh, okay. Oh, I thought it would be whatever it is. I thought it would be a monthly thing, depending on how many books it sold and stuff. Again, no. Uh, I, I guess maybe we'd just be like, oh, we're going to go into reprint. This is I don't know. Maybe this. I mean, you should. You, I don't know if it goes by unit sold. Hmm. They might go for a printed or something like that. Is it? I mean, I don't know. That's the thing. We don't know the deals that they signed. So, hmm. well, Chuck, you know, Chuck we don't know if show. it's lump sum. Chuck was on the show a couple of weeks ago, and he said the Marvel. Royalties are shit compared to the DC mm. ones. Um, oh no, DC DC have definitely always had um, better. But again, but one of the reasons why Marvel have had such shit royalties is because this is that's what happens when you basically have one claiming to have created every single character. Mm. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Um, whereas with DC, because they um, bought a lot of characters, you know what I mean. They either had to pay for those characters, or those people said, "I'll, I'll sign it." Especially later when comics became whatever, then people would say, "You know, fine, but I get this right, so you got to keep paying me this every time you use the character and all that sort of stuff." So DC in general have they're not they're not like oh my god what a great company, but they definitely have been better than um, Marvel, especially after the Superman. Um, yeah, the Jerry Siegel um, shit and all that sort of stuff. They definitely got better. What about? I mean, obviously, Pet David's struggling financially. That I mean, he's can't pay his medical. What about his his Hulk omnibuses? Um, would those things have been a decent check for him? Do you think? Like all these Hulk omnibuses? Again, no, no, no. I don't think it'd be a decent at all. Wow. If so it was mate, decent, he, mate, if it was decent, he wouldn't be. He wouldn't be doing GoFundMe's. He wouldn't be doing. Yeah. Please help me pay for my mini bills. If 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 the if he was getting good money from that, he wouldn't be asking for money or needing. Yeah, money. I mean the thing is, he's one of those writers. Even with his health problems, he's kept working at Marvel over the last couple of years. He's done some. He's done the Maestro miniseries. He's done the Symbiote Spider Man. I guarantee you, this is why even JM is getting in on the self publish. Who? Who? Uh, uh, JM. Oh, Jim Mateus, Yeah. Yeah, that's why even JM now he's launching. He's basically he's launching his own line. Yeah. Right? Because he then gets all the money. Yeah, yeah, there yeah. Is no, that's the thing. There is no money. There's no money to be had working for money. There isn't. There's no job security. Yeah. And which I don't have an issue with, as I said. I mean, if you're – because, again, you want to hire the best people. Yeah, Rich. So you've been saying this for a long time, that basically there is a real uh, financial sort of disincentive to be at Marvel or DC long term. Yeah. Would you agree? As, as, as I've said, uh, I, I think from like the moment I came on the show, I've always said work for the big two, some royalties, but you should always be, always be looking to, especially now, self-publish your own stuff. You mm. should be, you should Kickstarter, Indiegogo, Image, whatever. You create something yours that you can work on and, and you, all the money is yours. Mm. Yeah, you can put that money into reinvest. Yeah, Rich. I mean, so basically, you've said it for a long time. I've said it for a long time. Basically, there is no real incentive long term, and I use that word long term, to be working Marvel at DC. 
is it? It really is build your name I mean, and brand up. Especially in this day and age now, I think work for the big two if you can to make a name for yourself. Yeah. Um, to help you get more of a following for your um, owned stuff, for your for your own line. Yeah. But that's the only reason you should be working for DC and Marvel these days. Honestly, it's just to – you can use it for helping to hone your skills. Sure. It's always good to be – to test yourself working in a in a sandbox, you know, in yeah, in for like restrictions to see if you can, you know, challenge yourself creatively. But that's all it should be done. It should be done for practice, creativity, making a name for yourself, getting some followers, and then you make your own stuff, quality stuff. People will buy. Yeah, that, I agree. I mean, like I mean, writers as diverse as like a Brew Baker or Warren Ellis, they've all done. They all did that. You know, they they made their bones at, at Marvel or DC. And then went on and um, took that audience with them and their own stuff. And I mean, in most cases, their own stuff was was even better once they were once yeah, they were out I mean, of it. You know? Not not just writers. I think artists as well. If you've yeah. got an idea, ha- have someone help you work on it. Yeah. But but get it out there, man. Create your own stuff as well. Not just writers. Like sure. Yeah. I think everyone should be doing that. No, I agree. And I mean, the artists. We've had this conversation before. Um, you know, it is like frankly more challenging time-wise to turn in the pages and they're the ones i think who are often i don't know like the the other thing is i guess they have another outlet they have to work pretty hard outside of the normal books doing commissions and stuff to earn extra money to bring it in like it's a hard job you know well that's it i mean as a writer you don't need an artist because you still have a novel Mm. if you don't have an artist you have a novel but if you're an artist well you need a you need a comic book or, or something. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. And yes, you you try and do commission work, but again, commission work. It's not the the problem is it's not consistent work. No, you need a steady pay if you're creating your own thing, mm. and if you can get that out. And you know what? Maybe you know working by yourself and you're publishing yourself. You know, you might not be able to do it every month, but maybe you could put out something every three months or something, mm. and people will buy it. And that will still be you know if you're if you're making a big chunk of money every three months, that then that's how you plan it. Yeah. And if you're doing well, you can always grow it. You can hire someone. You know what I mean? Then you can basically start your own business. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, no, it's it, it's interesting. Uh, I think it's an interesting thing. And uh, just the fact Peter David, someone who's worked in the industry for so long and so consistently, like he isn't someone who comic books forgot. You know, like he has kept working. He's written a lot of novels as well. Um, and just to hear that he's so hard up financially, you're just like, Jesus, like... Um, it, it, but I think it shows that, like, okay, uh, James Dimitase is taking a bit longer, but I think Chuck is like the perfect example of an older, sure. um, a, a, an older creator who's who's managed to adapt. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Who's okay? Yes, he he kind of got blacklisted, but he he kind of looked and said, okay, well, what do I need to do? Like, I can't just not work. Yeah. And he's still working for other. You know, his company's a arc tune and he's working, for, but he's still doing his own stuff as well. He's sure. doing a lot of his yeah. own you know, novels, all that sort of stuff. So Chuck is like the perfect example of what these older guys, uh, creators and all that need to do is go, well, I need to just find work mm. if I can, mm. where I can get it. But then I also need to be working on my own stuff because then you, you, you get it. You, you, you get in there from two angles. Well, that's right. You've got so, that steady yeah. thing working for someone else, which is a bit of money. And then you've got your bigger project where it's all yours, you own everything, you're making all the money. And he's a hard, hard worker too. Like he churns out mm. a lot of high quality product. 
yeah. from from that basement in Florida, in Tampa, as I always tell him. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot going on there. You well, know, look, if you want to be if you want to be self published and make the money, you got to work that hard. I'm sorry, like yeah. you you know you can't just be like, oh, I'll pump out something once a year or mm. you know once every six months. You can't, man. Like if you're working for yourself, well, you just have to work harder. It's just yeah, it's just that simple. Now, turning away from this topic, and we do, Peter David, we wish him well. Uh, you know, hopefully, he's, it sounds like his health has been on the decline for the last, I would say, decade. Uh, certainly in the last five years, it's been one health problem after another. So it doesn't sound good for him, and um, we do feel sorry for him. Now, Far Sector Green Lantern. I have heard you mention this character before. It's the Black Green Lantern who's way out in space. Is that what it is, Rich? Apparently. Okay, but there, there is an overlap here. So the other day I was in uh, Kinnikinia, um and I was just in the fantasy section, just really just checking to see, you know, some books and stuff. I always keep an eye out for really recommended books. And this book called The Obelisk Gate um, was very, very, very highly regarded. It was like won the Hugo World Fantasy Award, etc. Like a lot of awards had... Um, you know, promo blurbs from, like, the likes of Neil Gaiman and others. And, anyway, I took a photo of it because I always like to kind of find out something that's really kind of, like, blowing up. And I realised this author, N.K. Jemison, I guess is the name, um, she writes the Green Lantern Far Sector. as Like, she is very well-regarded fantasy novelist, um, and, I, and I did buy the trilogy um, just on my Kindle. Um, uh, the first one's called The Fifth Season and then The Obelisk Gate and The Stone Sky. So I, I picked them up. Um, they seemed like an interesting idea. And, yeah, and I, I thought um, it was just the most remarkable coincidence when I Googled her later on that I realised she'd written this Green Lantern stuff, Rich, where they've obviously gone and got, like, a, um, you know, a fantasy uh, writer to, to write Green Lantern. And um, I just wanted to know, had you read it? And, like, what did you think, if you had read it? Oh, I read one issue of it whenever it came out, and sure. I thought it was garbage. Sure. I mean, she's she's a novelist, basically. Like, she's a very, very, very well-regarded novelist. So I am going to check it out. Um, the, the 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 novels. I'm gonna I'm gonna check it out, and I'm gonna come back with my thoughts um, after I finish Great Hunt. I'm gonna I'm gonna read. Uh, what the first book in the series? She wrote twelve issues of, of Far Sector, um, with Jamil Campbell, was nominated for a twenty twenty one Eisner Award for best limited series. Hmm. Yeah, I know you're not a fan, but I thought it was interesting. A bit of overlap there. That was it was completely right. I'm I'm just amazed at how many like uh, mediocre people get awards these days. Sure. Well, her, her her novels have got an extremely high praise. Yeah, but I mean, these but but it's also people like Mags Versace and all that get awards as well. So I'm right. sorry, but yeah. if you get an award, it means it, today if you get an award, it means absolutely nothing to me. When sure. I look at the people, it's not a you'd be like, oh, but you got that means nothing. Mags Versace has gotten awards, like <laughs> yeah, you know, if you don't. Well, like, these books, are, I, I, these books are. I'm not. I'm not. I don't know anything about Green Lantern and Far Sector. I'm not talking about that, but. These no, but I'm just books. saying, like, I haven't, I'm not familiar with those books either. Mm. Okay. Um, yeah, Hugo Award for Best Novel, uh, three consecutive years she won it. Like, it's pretty impressive, man. Like, it's not normal to win those kind of awards, like, so heavily. 
Uh, so, anyway, I'm going to read the first book in the series, and I will report back my actual thoughts. Um, they're sort of post-apocalyptic, it seemed like. Uh, uh, so, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll check it out. It was just, it, to me, it was it was more just a, a weird kind of coincidence, because I certainly, when I was I was looking at the fantasy novel aspect, you know, I wasn't even... Far Sector Green Lantern, to me, is a zero, you know, in terms of interest. Is that the one with the anxiety, or is it a different one? No, 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 that's, that's something completely different. This character just came out of the blue. Right, okay. All right, so it's a different one. Right, okay. Mm. Uh, now, I do have a review. I've been watching Wednesday with Michelle on Netflix, and I can report back that it is very good. It's the Adams Family spin-off. With uh, um, obviously, you know, the main character is Wednesday, the you know youngest child. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. Have you have you seen this on Netflix? Don't have Netflix. Well, Rich, maybe it's time for you to get Netflix again because this maybe is good. Not. This is good. I will. I, I'm not, not signing up to Netflix just for one show, Dave. Well, it, this is a good one. I will tell you. I will tell you that right now, and I think you would probably enjoy it. It's offbeat. It's humorous. It's her at like a magic school. Um, it's quite similar in tone to the Sabrina um, series, the Chilling Adventures of Sabrina series, whatever that was called. Like you know, the, you know the one they had a, a few years ago. They did like three seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's similar in tone to that, I would say. Um, I'm very. It's it's been it's been very well reviewed. Uh, Dion and uh, his family have watched all the episodes, and we've started watching it, and we're like four episodes in. Very enjoyable. Um, a lot of people I know are talking about White Lotus as well, um, saying saying White Lotus is is one to watch. Uh, it's, it's it's getting a lot of praise uh, at the moment as well. I, Rich, uh, have reached back in the time machine, and I'm watching Deadwood. Have you ever ever seen this, the HBO show? I saw the first season way back in the day, but I never stuck with it. Well, I'm I'm enjoying it, man. Like it's it's the West. It's got Wild Bill Hickok. It's got that Timothy Oliphant, that actor I like. He's been in other things I've enjoyed. Yeah, I'm enjoying it, man. Like it's um I know I've waited a long time, but it's only three seasons in a movie, and I was just sitting here when Michelle was away, and I thought I'm going to watch Deadwood. I've always meant to watch it, and I think I'd watched the first episode about twice, and I, I, I'm now into about episode five, and I, I'm like, yeah, it's very enjoyable. And I thought, with its western tone, that it would be probably something you would have encountered because you know it's the Wild West. It's yeah, I did town. see it. Um, it, I look, I can see why people like it, but I never, it never grabbed me. Really, mm. too brutal. Um, not necessarily. Br- I'll be honest with you. I ju- I just found it a bit boring. Like really? I, yeah. I I know some people go, but I was just like I just feel like it's. I just felt it's very boring. Like eh, I'm not into <laughs> the whole like, like a lot. If I'm watching a cowboy movie, I don't just want a lot of talking and yeah, yeah, like, no, no, no. shit. I kind of want a bit of an adventure as well. <laughs> yeah, but there's some good stuff going on in that. Like I'll have yeah. to say, you know, it's very. Well, as I said a long time ago, I just I, I remember watching about most of the first season, but I was just like, ah, I'm not going to bother continuing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I hear you, man. And and, and in fairness, like. I I didn't expect to enjoy it as much as I'm enjoying it. I was I, I'm like oh wow this is this is better than I expected. Um, so that's something that I'm watching a 20 year old show um, that Dave's finally catching up with now. The Guardian. I'd much rather watch a 20 year old show than a remake. The Guardians Christmas special. Have you seen this? Because everyone I know who's seen it saying how much they've enjoyed it. I've not yet caught. I actually no, I haven't had a chance to catch it yet. Okay. Um, I I know Adam. It's basically just the it's just the Drax and Manta show, I believe. Right. 
Well, I know that Adam, the computer, and others that I've been chatting to have been saying how much they enjoyed it. Like that it was it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I want to switch to the trailers now. The Guardians of the Galaxy three trailer for me, honestly, and this might be sacrilege. I felt it was pretty mediocre, and I just had the feeling like we've been here before. It's one last mission. Blah, yeah, blah, blah. I'll be honest with you. It's uh, one thing I so I was watching this, and one, it's a bit of a tonal shift mm. um, because it didn't feel as goofy. Yeah, um, like the the energy for this was actually quite low. Yeah, I agree. Um, but I also one thing I also thought was, do you know why I think that the Captain America movies are like the best standalone movies? in the in the mcu is because the three movies have a through line Mm. like the like it's all basically about him and and bucky so the first movie obviously it's it's him and bucky loses bucky and obviously his origin in the second movie is the winter soldier and all that sort of stuff which is my favorite one yeah and then in the third movie even civil war which i know it does a lot of the characters but the point is it's still about him and bucky and now how Bucky sort of, you know what I mean? So the through line is basically him and Bucky, right? It's mm-hmm. it's it's basically him and Bucky's journey and blah, 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 and saving each other, all that jazz, jazz, jazz. It's a through line. The problem with a lot of the other movies, and why is also sometimes I guess it's hard to be super excited and probably also what why the Thor movies, I think, have also just struggled as well. There's no real through line. Like it's just it's just a movie, you know what I mean? Like if you look at Thor one and two, there's nothing really that connects those two movies in terms of continuation. And then when you get to Ragnarok, there's That's even completely different, yeah. You know, it's yeah, it's completely you know a tonal shift. And the same with Iron Man. I think also one of the problems with the Iron Man ones is that the three movies don't feel connected in in really in any way. Do you know what I mean? There isn't. It's uh, just I'm going to push back against that. I like all okay. three Iron Man movies. No, 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 no. I'm not saying. Oh my god, I'm not saying they're bad movies. What I'm no, saying, no, but is I that, think that there is a bit of connective tissue. In no, the only connective tissue is is, is I think he is Tony's heart. Broke. Tony's heart. Yeah, yeah. I I get that. I'm not saying that there's no connectivity, <laughs> but I'm saying there's no like over real overarching arc where you kind of go, I want to see what happens. You know what I mean? Because you kind of tune in to watch Civil War because you know it involves Bucky and you're like, I don't know what is Bucky and what's happening and uh, Bucky's becoming between Captain America and the rest of the team and now, you know what I mean? Like Bucky is basically the through line in the three movies and you kind of want to see that journey of the two characters. Yes, it's fun to watch Robert Downey and and yeah. I guess his character growth, but there isn't really like a big overarching story that. No, I yeah, no, I yeah, and you know, good Guardians point. Good Ant Man has the same problem. Guardians has the same problem. Do you know what I mean? I think they made a massive mistake killing um, Gamora. I think they you could have maybe killed Gamora in the final because I kind of feel like the th- remind me who's is Gamora the green one? Yes. Isn't she in this trailer? I thought I saw She her. is, but it's a past version. Remember, it's the version oh. that came from the past with Thanos? Because uh, remember, yeah, uh, yeah, at the end of the yeah, movie, it's exactly, a past. Yeah. So, yeah, and yeah. that just now, now you've just, you know what I mean? You've muddied the waters and you've kind of. You know what? I, I've stopped, like, I'll be honest. I have stopped caring about the Marvel Cinematic Universe's ins and outs. You know what I mean? I've just, oh, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, I, I and, and, like, some of the pro- product I've still enjoyed, but. I am not hanging on every story beat anymore. You know, I'm just like, whatever, man. Like, it's a past Gamora, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it is. That's right. And I'm just like, well, whatever, you know. <laughs> That's what I mean. Like, I kind of feel like had the through line, not just being their connectivity and his relationship, but basically who he's, maybe who his father is. Yeah. If you had saved 
the build-up of his father to the third movie, then you've got a through line. Like, yeah, each movie yeah, is him yeah. finding out. Like, I just feel like th that's just the problem. When you watch it, there's nothing that you're like, oh, I need to watch this to find... You, you know what I mean? Yes. It's missing that, it's yes, missing that like, oh, I have a reason to watch this. Now you're just looking to go, oh, it's the third movie. But also, yeah, Rich, I'm a bit over. It's one last adventure, one last time. I always feel that's where the marketing is just given up. Sure. You know? Sure. Oh, no, I don't, I don't disagree with that at all. And, like, someone's going to die. Oh, my God. And it's just like, oh, this just it's just so... Although, I will say this. I did kind of like to, I like seeing them in the in that sort of um the uh, the guardians outfit like finally in the guardians uniform right. that was uh, w which was the old uniforms before they became popular. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, look, I, I mean, will I see it in cinema? Yes. And, and do I? Oh, I'll watch it, but I mean, yeah. I'm not like, oh my god, like let's go, boys. No, it's like, I'm. Yeah, if I'm anything, kind of like, all oh, right, well, it's the third movie. I'll finish it off. I'll I'll check it out. And I'm more we'll excited for what he's going to be doing at DC. Frankly, I I I'm 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 quite willing to check this out. I hope it's good. I always felt the second movie was a step down, not a huge step, but I just didn't feel the second movie had the energy oh, of the first. Yeah, if you, as I said, if you had saved Kurt Russell for the third movie, yeah. And he's this big villain or whatever, yeah. like almost from the start. Oh, that would have been such a such a better climax. Or yeah. or you've okay, fine, you introduce him in the second movie, but only at the end of that movie yeah. do you reveal that he's a villain for the third movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. that that would have been then you could have been like, Oh my god, I gotta watch the third one. You know, Kurt Russell's actually the bad guy, his dad's the bad guy. It would have given you a reason to get really pumped. But they kind of for... blew their load with the story. No, again, you know? they did. They yeah, they really fucked up. That's why I said it's I don't know. Like I'll watch it, but I'm not like I didn't go like, Oh my god, I can't I, wait. I'd give the first movie like an eight point five. I very much enjoyed it. I'd give the second one like mm. a seven. Um mm -hmm. And look, Maybe I this one will be a six. Who knows? <laughs> well, yeah. Hopefully, he's taken some notes and he will come up with something decent. But I wasn't. The trailer did nothing for me. I was just like, well, yeah. I, well, do I think it'll be a terrible movie? No. no. But do I feel like it's not an important movie? Yes. Uh, look, someone will die rich if we really care. Someone's got, you know. Right well, that's what I said. That's what I said. I do, do I care though? Probably not. No, I don't I've got to the point where I don't care anymore. I did like. I, I know he's not great, but the guy who plays Drax, I did like that bit where he threw the thing at that kid and they hit him <laughs> in there. For me, that was the best part of the trailer. I, I actually kind of chuckled at that. After that, I felt it. He just hit, let's hit the formula of the well, last that's of the trilogy. The, 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 the first part of it still felt like Guardians. Yeah. And then it just became this tonal shift where yeah. it almost wanted to feel dramatic. And yeah, very dramatic, like, like heavy drama. Yeah, but, I don't, but I don't feel like it's important. That's the no, problem. No, exactly. This is really important. We're going to do the really important dramatic music and those kind of scenes which tell you it's the last film in a very serious trilogy. Like, And I was just like, yeah, I preferred it, the beginning joke, you know? Yeah, that, exactly. that was actually better. Now, um, the next up we had the Indiana Jones trailer, which I thought was good. Um, oh, oh. And really, just a teaser. We saw some de-aged uh, Harrison Ford. Um, it, it, it's got me all a tingle, Rich. I'm 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 pumped for this. What's it called? Dial of Destiny. Um, where are I'm you? What, I thought it felt absolutely soulless. Wow. I thought it felt wow. so. It felt so generic and Marvel esque and MCU and modern. 
I I didn't feel anything watching this. I just felt I'm oh, excited, this just feels man. like it just they didn't even try and make it feel less modern. They didn't even try and make it feel like an old well, school movie. They're trying to update it, it a bit, you know. No, it it felt soulless. I'm sorry. I watched that and I just I watched it and I said I am. I feel like this is it's a soulless. I'm uh, pumped up. Movie. What does it tell you about me? I'm pumped up. We've we've already discussed your problems. I'm ready to go, man. I haven't got any problems. Are you kidding? My only problem was I thought that if I kept reading fantasy, it would have gone to binary binary numbers. That's my only problem in life. If you think that's a major problem, okay, there's a problem. But apart from that, I'm totally fine. Emotionally stable, uh, good sense of reality. <laughs> I thought you made that's, it. That's, that's debatable. <laughs> Rich, you think that I think Assassin's Creed is pure, like, history. You think it's historical, like, yeah. fact. Yeah, you yeah. think it's like a, you I think do. it's a documentary. It pretty much is. Um, yeah, but anyway, so we're, we're mixed, we're mixed emotions, um, much like the Rolling Stones song, Indiana Jones. I am excited for it, man. Like, bring it fucking on. Bring it home, Indy, you know? Bring it home, Indy. And it was good to see the British guy from, you know, whatever his name is, the guy from the original Raiders of the Lost Ark. He was also in Sliders. He was in uh, Lord of the Rings playing one of the dwarves, I believe. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, fuck, man. I don't know his name. Rice Davies or something his name yes, is. Yes, yes. Yes, that's it. Yes. Thank you. And um, always like John, his work. John, is it John Rice Davies? It like is, Some yeah. of you, you got it right. Yeah, yeah. I thought he died like 20 years ago and he popped up at a convention. I was like, this guy's still alive? Wow. And he's still going in this, so bring it on, man. Um, now, I'm saving my favourite to last. I really liked the Transformers Rise of the Beast trailer. Um, it, but I loved Beast Wars in the 90s, man. I used to watch it stoned all the time. Um, I've got some questions, though. Did you watch the trailer, Rich? The Transformers? Yeah, one? I did. Yeah. Did you enjoy it as much as I did? I really enjoyed it. Um, I mean, like, I guess, yes. Like, yeah. well, okay, so it's not terrible. Like, I'm not like, I didn't sit there going, oh my God, it looks terrible. But at the same time, I was just like, okay, it just looks like the Transformers movies. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Um, now, I did quite like the way that the, the Beast look. I will say that. I thought the, um, but I'm a, so obviously they're not, because if I remember correctly, isn't Optimus Prime still the gorilla? Well, that's, in... that was my question to you. For, from my memory of Beast Wars, uh, I thought that. It was all. It took place in the distant past, and Optimus Prime was the gorilla. That's what I thought he was. So yeah, I just yeah. I just thought it was a reboot of. Um, well, it's. I, I, I don't know. I thought it was a reboot of Transformers, but then they decided to just make them um, animals. Yeah, but it was taking place back in prehistoric times, wasn't no, it? No, I know, but I still thought it was a reboot of. Um, Transformers, yeah. like just to reboot and take them in a different direction. I don't know. I don't, well, I don't it was know. similar. Yeah, but 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 anyway, in this one. Optimus Prime with, you know, normal Optimus Prime voiced by that great guy who plays him. What's his name? Rich Peter someone. Um, is it, you know, you know the guy who, who voices Optimus Prime, the really famous guy? He does the famous voice, like, roll out, Autobots. What's his name, Rich? You're the Autobots, roll out. What's his, um, you know, you, I mean, he's massively famous. Anyway, so you've got him, but you've also got, it's Peter someone. and It's Peter Green or someone like that. And... Anyway, and then you've got the ape. So, yeah, I'm like, I was confused by that. Now, who was Megatron? Because I can't remember who he was in Beast Wars. Um, who was the baddie in Beast Wars? Because did we see the baddies well, in this trailer? Megatron, but wasn't he just a Tyrannosaurus? 
thank you. That's what I thought it was. Right. So he was a Tyrannosaurus. Okay. But I didn't. Yeah. Well, basically, all of the, all the, the, just like in, like in the original uh, Transformers, all the Transformers were cars. Yes. And all the Autobots were like not cars. Mm. Um, in in the Beast Wars, all the uh, Autobots were mammals. Yes. And all the uh, Decepticons were basically like reptilian dinosaur sort of right. stuff. Do they explain? Like maybe they do. Um, do they explain why the Dinobots? turn into Autobots? Like, are there Dino... Surely the Dinobots will be playing a part in this. You know? No, they had Dinobots in the other movie, I think, Extinction. I know, but surely the Dinobots will be in this as well. I don't know. I mean, didn't see them, but, I mean, that doesn't mean anything. Man, I need them. I need this fucking movie, man. I Like, I'm starting to realise that I have been starved of Transformers for probably upwards of three to five years. And I need to... Deal me back in. Hasbro, I'm back. Yeah. I'm I mean, fucking I back. Do, I do think they look a little bit better than the um, Michael Bay ones. Um, yeah. Because the Michael Bay ones just didn't look chunky enough. They didn't look blocky enough. Yeah. Um, and I did like seeing Mirage. You know, yeah, that was cool. That was cool. Very cool. So, I mean, like, that's what I say. I, I, like, I did like it, but I'm also, like, but there's been so many Transformers movies now that I don't. It's hard for me to get, like, super excited just because I don't think they've all necessarily been done well. I know, but I'm pumped up, man. Like, I mean, I will probably still watch it because I have pretty much just like um, begrudgingly watched. Yeah, I've watched <laughs> so them all. The I've watched them movies. all. I've but watched them all. I'll, I'll still watch it, but I'm I'm not. I can't sit here and be like, oh my god, I'm so fucking super duper. I'm fucking pumped. Like, like I'm gonna say this comment right now. It's another fucking. Cullen, by the way, it's another fucking reason to stay alive on this fucking rock hurtling through space. You know, I, I I'm fucking back. <laughs> Like, seriously, we're, we're heading into probably nuclear Armageddon, and I'm like, let's just get to the fucking Transformers movie, Rise of the Beasts. Seriously. I'm there. Man, people get so Except fucking... I'm, I'm, I'm far more excited for the Mario Brothers. Like, I'm super excited for the Mario movie. Really? Man, that, yeah, man. that like, racist look, thing look, with no same. Italian accent, man, they... they got... uh, 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 yeah. Uh, actually, he does have a slight... It Brooklyn Italian accent. In Come it. on, man. You know what? You know what? I'm, I'm with um, John Lezamagu, or however you pronounce that guy's name, uh, who's saying that it's uh, they've taken a role away from Hispanic actors, and I agree. What do you mean? It's, what? <laughs> yeah, man. He came out saying. Does that, he think Italians are not white? I don't know, man. Like, but he made a comment that, like, basically, like Latin. Hispanic or something actors it they have been robbed because excuse me yeah excuse me, they did live action Aladdin and he was who um, brown he was live action Aladdin was Will Smith yes so I want to no, talk about that was the genie oh yeah that's true yeah he was the genie wasn't he yeah Will Smith was a genie and I don't know who the kid was but there was a, a we're not talking about character. Aladdin we're talking about fucking um Mario Brothers you brought up Aladdin no I said Michael Legazimi you know the guy yeah. that guy you shouldn't have been in Mario because he's not Italian <laughs> no but he no I, don't, I think he was just making a broadside about no he was making a broadside that he thinks that Italians are people of color right He's I mean, so they're European. He's so dumb that he thinks that Italians are. Like I just think they should have got the guy. Well, they're not. I mean, Italians are European. 
I, I just, yeah. I all I'm saying is, dude, they should have got the guy from the games or an Italian American person with an accent, not Chris Pratt. That's all I'm saying. Okay, well then boycott Luigi as well because he's not voiced by a fucking Italian. I'm not music. happy about that either. I'm not happy about. I think they you both, know. they both should have been and, voiced. And can I be honest with you? I think we need to boycott all of the the mushrooms because none of them are voiced by mushrooms. Dude, seriously, Abe, not a single no, mushroom is voiced by Mario's a mushroom. Mario's voice is iconic. We all know it. And to have it voiced by someone who's not doing that voice, and you know, like if if Chris Pratt was doing a perfectly accurate Mario voice, I would give him credit, but he's not. Yeah. The problem is, is that this is uh, overseen by Nintendo and they don't want a perfectly accurate. I think they're trying to make Mario more of a it's Mario's heroic character. But it's who's... Mario's distinctive style that's ke- that's kept it afloat for fucking 50 years yes, or whatever. But I understand what they're trying to do, though, because if you've seen the trailer, yes? Yes, and I liked the trailer, actually. Yes. The trailer is you can see that Luigi's going to be the over-the-top comic relief. Yeah. And Mario's going to be more the straight... But that's always how it is, isn't it? No, 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 no. No, Mario can be a bit, like, goofy as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. lately, over the years, they have tried to make Mario just a little bit more, like, heroic. Like, he's the... He's more the straight guy, and Luigi's even more of the dumbass brother. all right. And I think that's... Like, I understand what people are saying, because they're so used to Mario, like, you know, you know, it's a me, a Mario. I get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't think that is what Nintendo... I think Nintendo wants Mario to be a little bit more heroic and less goofy. Like, he's but, supposed but, but to be why? But why? It's Mario Brothers. It is fucking cheesy and over the top. We saw that in the trailer. Yeah, but again, I, I, I still enjoy the trailer. And I don't... I, you know, you've got, you've got Chris Pratt going, well, let's do it. He does that when he's about to face Donkey Kong. And then yeah, at the I end, he's in the race. And he does the woohoo. Like, yeah, he's yeah, doing yeah. this shit. Obviously, they've they've told him to tone it down. Like all the people are getting shitty at Chris Pratt. Like it's not the, really Chris Pratt's fault. No, but I'm saying the person who's in charge of the voice acting, like the director, the if they wanted more energy, they would say, "Chris, we need more energy." But they're clearly going for a more subdued mm. Mario. Like that's that's clearly the direction that they're going with. And I actually think Charlie Day as Luigi is, is fucking hilarious. I think it's... Well, cool. I'm looking forward to the fucking movie. I mean, frankly, I... is it, So is it is it animated or live action, Rich? I forget. What do you mean forget? You just watch the trailer. It's I, all animated. Uh, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah, I, I, from what I remember of the trailer, it was animated. Yeah, it looked really... I thought the trailer looked really good, actually. Um, oh, it looks just like the games. It looks fantastic. Yeah. But that's what I'm saying. If it's just like the games, why can't we just make it sound like the game as well? You know, that's that's where I am. Like, give us the experience, man. You know. Uh, I again, I, I I do disagree. I think it would be very annoying listening to if Mario sounded like 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 Mario for like fucking ninety minutes. I think that would be. I just come up with. I, a, I think that I would I would probably get annoyed with that after probably half an hour. I just come up with an idea. Okay, I hear you. Because you got to remember yeah. when you play the Mario games, you don't hear him continuously. No, he, he sort of exclaims when he's doing some yeah, various. It's things, only so. like once in a while when something's yeah. happening that you hear the voice. So it's not like you were bombarded with his voice. But I'm sorry, but if Mario had to talk and there was a guy doing the over the top fucking Mario Italian voice for ninety minutes or or an hour and forty five, I'm sorry. I think I'd be like I can't think I can take this anymore. I love Mario, but that's getting annoying now. <laughs> I just had an idea, man, and I want to get your reaction on this. Um, now, I'm using Assassin's Creed as an example, but don't get too attached to the game, just the idea. 
So a, a, a movie that's animated like this Mario thing is, but it's literally like the game, like a walkthrough of the game. You know what I mean? Like, so when they design, you know, when they when they play test all this shit, they do a run through where you're doing the stuff with the cutscenes and with you running around, maybe from the you know the third person angle, and do that as the game, and do that as the movie. Sorry. So when everyone's always like, why can't they do a video game well as a movie? Although I know they've done a few more recently. There've been some decent ones, but yeah, I'm just I'm just sort of starting to think like. With the technology they've got and how good these games look, how good would they look, Rich, on a screen, on a big screen? Surely it would look fantastic. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, so the computer simulation, like, why no. could Yeah? What do you, what no, do you, I, the problem is that you've got to be careful about, like, I guess the uncanny valley mm. if you're trying to make something uber realistic. Um, I'll be honest with you, I kind of get. When it's animated and it's super, super realistic, I it I don't like it. Uh, but I guess I it's, I've grown up with cartoons, I guess, and and Disney, so I, I'm just used to things not looking 100% real. Yeah. Um, I don't think it's there yet. But as I, I think I've said this before, the issue is not that it needs to that it not it doesn't need to necessarily look like the game. I mean, I think it would be better if it probably did. The problem is the storytelling. Uh-huh. It's the biggest problem has always been. The storytelling. That's why the first Mario Brothers was such a failure. I mean, look how like that had that shared nothing with the game. Absolutely, like zero of that was freaking in the game. You know what I mean? Like the characters' names, sure, they're the same names, but other than that, it's all bullshit. The one of the reasons why I think this Mario movie is going to be so great is because they're just saying, okay, well, look, fuck it. It's it's a story about a, a guy that gets sucked into this, you know fantasy world yeah and has to be the hero we've told that story fucking million times sure in in cinema let's just do that stop trying to say it's a game let's stop trying to like make make uh you know alluding this game let's just tell a story oh yeah, yeah. but that's what i'm saying but, but, I, but i'm tell... saying that dude in a sense i i yeah, but that's not... what i've said yeah i've said like yeah european what i said like with uncharted yes. instead of creating your like oh um we'll bring this up now yeah, because yeah. The, this ties into it. The 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 what uh, Howard said oh. about the um, Todd Howard said that the Fallout yes. the Fallout series says is not retelling the game story. Uh, we're telling a, a new story that exists in the same world, but it's its own unique thing. It's not it's retelling Vault the game. It's Vault Thirty Three, I believe he says. Yeah. yeah. Now I think you could do that, right? Mm. But your first Fallout game, mm. and I think they don't want to do it because they didn't make it. But that is such a good story, man. Like, if That's you were right. telling a story of a guy who got sent out to get a water thing to save his vault, and then when he gets back, it's told, fuck off, you can't come back in. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's a good fucking story. Why wouldn't you just tell Which that Which Fallout game is that? Which one? That's the very first one. Oh, wow. Okay, right. I mean, they're the all about, like... You get tasked with going out there, finding a new water, like, part, so that the, the thing can never... And you go on this wild fucking adventure, and you come back, and you're like, you know... You're, you're like a warrior now and all this shit. The guy goes, oh, I can't let you in because, uh, you know, people want to leave and, and be like you. You know what I mean? All the younger right. people would be like, oh, well, I better be like him. Go out there, go have an adventure. So you need to fuck off. Like, I'm not letting you back in. Well, you surely know, the story will be he escapes from Vault 33 and yada, yada, yada. But I'm yada. just saying, like, 
but save that. You you already have these games with these really great stories that your general population have not experienced. Yes. That's, that's what fucking blows my mind. Yeah. You're not making it like the gamers will still go watch it. That's the yeah. fucking thing. If you told any gamer they are making Fallout One as a movie or a TV show and it is following the fucking story, yep. right? It's gonna have the characters, the story, and all that sort of stuff. Damn, yes. Yeah. I'm down for that. I want to see that. And then all the normies get to experience the fucking game story that they never played. I just, it blows my mind. Very that true, they Richard. Keep wanting to do something else instead of just tell the story that the general population did not get to experience. I'm impressed by your passion. It's good to see. And I'm impressed by the accuracy of your comments tonight, Rich. You are fucking lining that ball up and sending it out of the stadium, man. Yeah. Um, I, don't, I, I don't understand these people. I really don't. I, I fucking can't wrap my brain but around it. Also, basically, that's the story of every Fallout game. You leave the vault, and it's crazy outside. Way more crazy. Uh, no, that isn't correct, sir. Well, it's a lot of Fallout them. 2, you are not from a vault. Okay, but definitely the last Fallout you were that I played, and the one before that you were, 3 and 4. Yeah, but Los, uh, New Vegas, you're not. Okay, but anyway, my point is, if he wakes <laughs> up in half a vault, half, Dave. It's if, he, half. if he wakes up in a vault and goes out to the world, that's pretty much the story. Yes, and the but world's you could crazy. Save that. Okay, but you could save that. That's my point. Like, if you want this to be successful, why not start with the stories you know are successful? Sure. Once where you you've you've already done the story, you know it's popular with people. Mm. Like the gamers have enjoyed the story; they love the story. Right? Yeah. Why would you not want to put that out there? And if it's successful and you're making a series of them, then once you've used up the good stories, mm. right? Because you're not going to do all the get like some of the games, like some of the spin off games have been absolute shit. Mm. But you could save it, man. Like you could save that for when you run out of the good game stories if this thing is so popular. Mm. Like I just feel like you, you, you're setting yourself up for more success if you start with the already popular stuff and save your bullshit new stuff for. Mm. When you've run out of those, what ideas. was the game recently? It was Halo, wasn't it? Halo that was really Halo, poor. yeah, the TV show that was. But see, that was so poor because that was like, oh, we're not following the game story, we're not following this, we're doing our own thing, and it's like, man, I wish you had followed the fucking normal <laughs> stuff because what you did sucked, you know, and sucked. like, oh. it, but it was it was almost like they steal so much of it and then they just fuck it up with their own stuff, and you're like. Well, why why not do follow more closely to what made it popular in the first place? Is all I'm trying to say. It doesn't need to be beat for beat, but you know, you showed Master Chief with his fucking helmet off, like it felt like second into the show, and it was like this just doesn't feel right, you know? Like it just it something felt off about that adaptation. And when I saw this guy saying that, and I really, and I, I mean, the Fallout world outside that vault is pretty fascinating, man. Like, what are those guys called, Rich, who go around... It's like the Inquisition or something. They go around in those massive, like, armoured suits. You know those guys? Oh, the Brotherhood. Yeah, the Brotherhood, man. Get into that kind of stuff and everything. Like, there's a lot of crazy shit in Fallout. Like that, That's my point. You know, all that stuff you're talking about, yeah, that's all introduced in the first game. Right. Okay. Well, Like, the Brotherhood, the... Um, uh, Brother of Steel, all, the, all that shit's introduced in the first game. That's my point. Like, it's all there. And then the second story actually continues from that, but doesn't even start in a vault. So you could then go, you know what I mean? I don't know. I, I just, I don't. You're baffled. I just don't get, I don't get the thinking. You're baffled, man. And, and I appreciate. Now, something happened uh, this week, uh, or I think it was last week, actually. The Green Ranger, uh, dead by suicide, mm -hmm. man. Uh, 
he cashed out. Do we know how? Do we do we know why? No, but that's the thing. I this is like another Robin Williams thing where really I'm sorry, but I've seen him. He's he's always at conventions. He's he's always doing like he played um uh when um what was his cash situation? Valiant like? when Valiant were doing these cool videos of their characters fighting. Yeah, um, he played um Bloodshot. Really? So they had like you know like Bloodshot versus Ninjak and Eternal oh. Warrior and all that sort of stuff. And he was and they filmed it with him and all that sort of stuff. It was this cool Valiant stuff. That's like cool. he was doing a lot of work. He was always coming back. You know, he was. Bro- How many times was he brought back? Even for just like a guest appearance on like any like uh, Rangers yeah. TV show and all that. He's like the most recurring character. I'm like, you would think this guy's life should be pretty sweet. Like you know well, what I mean? Uh, and it's well, weird. Do, do we know why? Like, is it drugs? No, that's the point. I don't know. Well, it's not suicide if you OD, right? That's you. True. That's just if accidentally that's killed true, yourself. Actually. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, it's going on here. I'm just going. The wife uh, confirms the cause of death. He was a well-known name to some. Notice she says that. While Jason was a well-known name to some, we lived a very normal life with ups and downs, just like anybody else. Uh, the shock didn't sound to me beyond belief to see the media has turned my family's tragedy into a tall tale. Since Jason's death, I have been harassed online. I can no longer stand to watch my husband's good name slandered. I love my oh, husband, and we were trying to work through our problems. Uh, blah, blah, blah. I uh, guess he had struggled with mental health issues and depression mm. before, but I can never predict what would happen that night. Um, you know, so it's uh, another Robin Williams thing where it's basically, unfortunately, it's just it's one of those like depression things where mm. even if you like life is good, it's not a, it's just one of those what what do they call it like a chemical imbalance or a, a, a an imbalance well, or something. Well, who where knows? You, you but she's going into a lot of detail good. here. She's going into a lot of detail. Uh, we had initially planned to separate. Uh, that part is true. However, that was only part of the story. The part that hasn't been told is at the time of the passing, we had called off our separation and were in the process of reuniting. Don't get me wrong, we had many ups and downs and many troubles during our 19-year marriage, but this was an especially hard year for us. A year ago, my daughter Shayla, who Jason helped me raise as his own, suddenly passed away. Jason would be the one to find her when it happened and the situation wrecked our family emotionally. Between losing her and helping raise her baby son, Jason and I started having marital issues. Uh, yeah, the pain of losing a child, that's fair enough. The two booked separate hotel rooms for their weekend getaway, something which Tammy claimed was normal because Jason snored. She also claimed the noise complaint the two received came from the couple enjoying the weekend and having some fun, not arguing or fighting. We stayed, danced and stayed at the event until the bar closed. When we got back to the hotel, Jason and I were having a heartfelt and emotional talk in his room. To help Jason relax and sober up before turning down to sleep, I went downstairs to get us some snacks from the lobby. I must have been gone no more than 10 minutes. I went back upstairs and began knocking on the door to no answer. I kept knocking repeatedly and kept calling for his name to open the door. Blah, blah, blah. Um, yeah, they... Uh, I don't know if a hotel or a guest called the police, but after I was taken downstairs by the police, they were able to open the door and found that Jason took his life. Wow, so it's quite hardcore. So just after a conversation... I mean, yeah, clearly, I mean, let's face it, there was obviously alcohol, um, you know, they were, maybe they were off their faces a little bit, maybe there was some drugs involved, who knows, and there were, the marriage had problems, um, the career was not going great guns, um, relying on, a known, I don't, you know. Well, as I said, I'm not sure if it would necessarily be drugs, because as I said, I have sure. followed his career a bit, and he was quite a bit of a health nut, 
Okay, so maybe not drugs, but definitely like, alcohol. Like alcohol. In shape. Oh, probably. I mean, look, when you're facing depression, I guess it's hard to, yeah. you know, maybe sometimes you think drinking will help or, you know. Sure. Um, Never will. Never will, Rich. Well, the Don't only thing the bottom, do, man. Uh, look, it, it, it may sort of make you pass out if you drink enough, but you're still going to wake up to your problems. <laughs> well, wait, it's going to numb yeah. the feeling for a little while, but that's all. Mm. You can't run away, man. But as I said, I've followed him, man. He was doing yeah. so much. He's he's done so many, like so many people put him in fan movies. I remember there's a fan movie out there of him as the Green Ranger fighting Ryu. Yeah, but that's you not cash, I mean? man. That's not cash. No, that You're is cash. No, 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 no. No, he's paid to do that, buddy. He doesn't do How that. Much? How much? Um, doesn't matter. He's got to be paid a couple of thousand. <laughs> that's not much. No, but he's always doing conventions. He's always getting invited. He's got his. I think he had his own martial arts. Okay. Studio and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Like, I don't think the guy was hurting for cash, man. I think he was he was doing all right cash wise, and he was, right. So it's more of an emotional thing. Like, as I said, well, look, mate, Robin Williams was fucking loaded. Yeah, but Robin Williams had the um, Parkinson's. That was what was killing yeah, him. But he also, no, but uh, had depression but as well. He, said he always had depression. Like, you know, yeah, true. Michael J. Fox has got the uh, Parkinson. He hasn't killed himself. It's it's yeah, just the depression part. It's like, sure. it, it's no matter how good your life is or yeah. You, you can't help us and you just wait. You know, well, you if just, you're starting to get dementia and you're Robin Williams and you feel like you're starting to lose it, apparently Rob Williams, look, I mean, Rob Williams had some demons. He always did. He always, you know, he battled addiction his whole career. Uh, I love Rob Williams, but, I mean, it was a very sad day when he did that to himself. But, hey, also, dude, I, I sometimes wonder, uh, I think of Chris Cornell. I, I still can't fathom why Chris Cornell would kill himself, you know? Um well, look, I suppose yeah. if you're someone who's not like, if you don't, if you've never had a thought, which I've never, by the way, I have literally never thought about killing myself. It is hard for you to imagine it. You know what I mean? Like anytime yeah. I hear someone killing themselves, I'm not trying to be a dick. Like, and be yeah. like, oh my God, how could they do it? I literally mean like, I can, I can understand it? it if you're facing like life in prison or something. I can understand it then, you know? Uh, like someone who's facing something where they know they're about to go down and be sentenced to life. No, I, mean, I suppose that's a bit different. I can, if someone's trying to like escape punishment or like being mm. caught, I can kind of understand that. I'm just talking about someone who's like, mm. um, you know, um, and again, it's because I don't suffer from like, yeah, like, depression. like severe depression or anything, but that's what I'm saying. I'm, I can't even put it in my mind to get to the point sure, where you yeah, just yeah. go, yeah. I'm so depressed, I, 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 I am so unhappy with life and, and who I am and what I'm feeling that I'm just going to kill my... Like, I've, yeah. I've never had that no, experience. Well, no, I've never vibe, had man. I mean, fuck. I no, mean, but that's what I'm saying. It's yeah. so hard to, like... It's hard to even, like, go, like... Under, to, to I, I can that's put myself say, like, in their shoes in the sense of, like, if I had massive emotional problems, if I'd had family trauma, if this and that. I can, yeah. I can understand yeah, someone Again, because doing my it. brain's not wired, yeah. I can't put my mind in the... And I can understand kidding I yourself. I struggle more you know when I mean? they're that's, really... That's where I... When they're really rich and famous, that's when I'm like, I don't get it. You know? I, I, I don't understand. But you never know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know what this guy's financials oh, yeah. were like. We don't know what the relationship with the wife was like. We don't know about the trauma about the dead kid. You know, there's a lot of factors that we're just seeing glimpses of here. You know, I'd like to get a financial accountant because I don't think he was in the shape you're talking about. I don't think he was in great shape. I think. Uh, he... I'm pretty sure he was. Yeah. Well, it, you know, I mean, far be it for me to call for an audit on the finances, but I mean, I, I'm calling for As one. I said, I've, I always saw him in, as I said, and again, those fan movies, they're not, you, you don't do that for free, mate. Like, if yeah. you're, if, if you're like an actor or whatever, 
they if you if you're going to do a fan movie and you can't spend any money you get your friends to do it you get people you know other you know you get drama students whatever right. to get it if you are getting people who are even relatively famous yeah right you are paying them money to do it and as i said he was literally always at the the power rangers convention sure yeah yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah you're getting paid to do that as i said if i remember correctly he's he had a pretty successful martial arts mm, um uh, 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 chain or dojo or whatever like i I'm not saying he was like filthy, stinking rich. Yeah, but he was, he was comfortable. I believe that money was an issue. Okay. And yeah, and when I think about it, like, it's kind of like someone who's in Star Trek or something. Like, those conventions, there's a living to be made of going to them, you know? Those 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 fans love you kind of thing. You know, I imagine it's much as someone like Power like, Rangers. As I said, you know? like, I always saw him. He was always at the conventions. He was always happy. Well, it makes it all always, more puzzling, you know, man. I, I don't get it, man. I, I just do not understand. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I, it was such a shock to me. I've I just, he, I've seen him in so much. He, and he was, and again, he's, as I said, yeah, I've seen, for the Valiant stuff, I've seen him with this, I've seen him for this fan stuff. And I just, I was just, I just thought to myself, wow, that came out of the blue. You know what I mean? If yeah. I maybe seen stuff and heard stuff about him not being happy or, sure. you know, missing a few of that, then I'd be like, oh, okay, oh, that explains what. But this for me, as someone who has followed this guy's career, okay. it was just really came out of the blue of like, I yeah. was not expecting that. Well, it's sad, man. And also, can I, while we're doing our in peace, and do rest in peace to the Green Power Ranger, he was the guy, by the way, who I think someone turned up to shoot and when we were first doing the show, back in the days of Stu, this guy turned up armed at a convention intending to kill the Green Power Ranger, and he got stopped by security. So this guy's number was coming up, man. You know? Someone actually yeah. got into a convention right, with weapons. He's, he's 49. Yeah. 49. No, but, uh, but I'm saying is people were targeting this guy for death, man. Sometimes the, the fucking Reaper is on you, dude. That's what I'm saying. And they probably wanted to challenge him just because he was so um, martial arts, uh, you know. Yeah, because I mean, like he's done MMA, hey? Like um, yeah. he's he's got a professional MMA record. So, yeah. Again, he's done professional yeah, fighting. He's a badass. That I mean, he's got Taekwondo, Karate. Like sure. I think he knows eight different fucking. You know, um, I don't get it, man. I don't. I don't, I don't get why he killed himself over. You know, I mean, I guess it's the kid. I think. I think it's the dead kid. My fuck with him. And yeah. and it's it's probably all the shitty stuff in your life on top of he probably was maybe clinically depressed. Like yeah, the, you know what I mean. And again, you can be. It doesn't matter even if things are going right in your life. Well, relatively right. Mm. It, uh, clinical depression just means oh yeah yeah like, yeah nothing makes you feel good so it's very hard yeah, for I those of us it. who don't suffer from it to understand how challenging it is you know I, I i i i in no way suffer from depression but because it's a chemical thing in the brain it's that's why it's so hard for people who don't who experience sadness but don't go to that extra that whole different thing which is depression it's so hard for us to understand, but it exists, you know, and it can be treated, but it's a, it's a challenge, you know, and it's, it's a, it's a very sad thing. And, uh, but do, do you agree, Rich? I think there's a lot of people out there who just can't understand it because we don't experience it. So it's hard for us and, to get our heads around it. And, you know? and apparently he was, he was also a Christian as well. So that's going to be, that's going to be even hard for his well, family. How's, how's that going to be relevant? Like what's that going to do? No, 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 no. Uh, what, obviously, you know, suicide is like a massive, I'm talking about for his family. I'm saying oh. he was a Christian and if he comes from a Christian background, that's going to be like, like his family is going to be like absolutely, I mean, you're devastating when someone kills yourself, but I mean, if you're a religious person, you believe that 
nine hell. <laughs> oh, some people uh, believe that, man. I wouldn't say that all Christians believe that. That's a very long bow. That's that's uh, that's. I, I'd be willing to take that bet, Dave. I'd be willing to take that. What bet. Do you, that what, what's Christian, the bet? Like I, every Christian believes that suicide is uh, a sin, and you go to hell for that. Like every Christian, you think believes that? No way. Ninety nine percent of Christians, yes. I I think you're wrong. I, if you're talking about church doctrine, sure, yeah, but I don't think wait, you're talking about Christians, like people who just identify themselves as Christians. No, 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 actual Christians, practicing Christians, people who go to I church don't know about that. every Sunday who are practicing Christians. Yes, oh, they, they but believe. that's not every Christian. That's not every Christian. No, 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 no. You don't, Dave. You don't. If you you don't go to church or practice, I don't think you get to call yourself a Christian. Like, I'm sorry. Well, that's, they do. That's like, you saying, a... that's like me saying I'm a professional football player because I played football back in the day. I no, got high, you're a professional, football, now you're a professional football player if you're getting paid by a club to play. That's what makes you a professional football player. No, but if I played it once and now I sit at home, well, I still You're a retired I'm... professional football player. Um, well, then you're a retired Christian. How's that? No, dude. <laughs> Christians, by a census, are certainly not just those who go to church every Sunday. Definitely not. Uh, no, I don't believe that. You, uh, you, you will find a lot of Christians who identify themselves as Christians who aren't attending church every Sunday. They might go once I a year. Do, I don't. Oh, Dave, okay, sorry. Let me clarify. I don't care what they classify themselves as. Like, I don't care what they classify themselves as. I'm telling you now, I do not classify them as Christians. But like, you're saying that's... only the tippy, tippy, top, most brainwashed ones. Yeah, they'll probably be more hardline. But a lot of people who identify themselves as Christian will not be thinking everyone who commits suicide goes to hell. Yeah, probably not because they don't go to church and don't practice and don't actually really believe in the Bible. Well, I think that I you're just... I don't, I don't see how that makes you a Christian, David. But I think you're just being as super, a, As a super... non-Christian myself, I don't yeah, think... Yeah, you're not you even Christian and here you are giving us all the rules of Christianity. Dude, I went to a Catholic school. Am I a Christian? No. Nope. There you go. Well, no, I'm not because I believe only in the death god. <laughs> I, but I'm not. But I was always an atheist. But I do believe in the death god and the money god. I don't know what, I don't know what that makes me. Um, Dave, if you said to me right now that you were a Christian and you've uh, the last time you went to church was when you were 13 years old, I'd say, well, no. then you're not a Christian. Sorry. I've been to midnight mass many times. I can say you're a former Christian. <laughs> I don't know what to say, man. But like, I guarantee you there's plenty of people who, who uh, identify as Christian who do not believe that about suicide, you know? I'm not saying I think it's a good thing, but but I, I think that that's more of an evangelical kind of uh, Oh, no, I don't think so. Well, uh, I, think you, I think you might be... I think we've got some Christians who... I, I think you might be wrong. I, I think I know that we have Christians who listen to this show because we actually do have a bit of a religious fan base. And please, write in with your comments on Richard's comment that 99% of Christians believe people who kill themselves go to hell. Do you agree with that statement? Just yes or no and give me your clarification. And we will read out any responses next week, Rich. But I am sorry to tell you, my friend, I think you are a long way off the ball. Long way off. There's certainly some who think that, but not 99%. No way. No okay. way, man. I'm I'm confident I'm right, but we'll see, Dave. You're confident? I, I know you're confident, and God bless you for that. Um, we'll have to we'll have to wait and see what the voters say, man. And athe do atheists get a vote? Like, or, you know, other religions? Can, um, can they weigh in? No, because we're not talking about them. Because <laughs> oh, I also know we've got a heavy atheist fan base. <laughs> Um, James Gunn, who leads DC Studios alongside Peter Safran, confirmed that future video games 
will be connected to DC movies and TV shows, Rich. Um, so, isn't there a Suicide Squad game coming? Yeah, there is. Yeah, it was like a while ago. Gee, it's taken a long time to actually, you know, turn up, hasn't it? Uh, it's supposed to be coming out next year, yeah. Okay. So, what does this mean? So, like, if there's a Man of Steel 2 movie, there'll be a video game. Remember how it was always, like, if it was a video game based on a movie, it meant it was shit? Ah, uh, they've kind of stopped doing that, though. I don't think... No, I know, but remember, do you remember, like, back in the early 2000s, that was a big thing? Like, every every one of those comic book movies... Oh, would no. Have... Mate, that would... No, God, no. I mean, yes, it was 2000, but that's been a thing since the 80s. Like Yes, yes. Since Atari, since, you know... Yeah, but, uh, but it feels like it's, it, 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 it's coming back, is in what fact, I'm saying. Well, no, no, yeah. I mean, 2000 was actually quite low. They only did it for, like... Um, Spider-Man? That's the funny thing. They only did it for, like, action movies. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, in, in 2000, you'd get, like, Iron Man game. You'd get a Wolverine. You'd get, like, X-Men and all that. But back in the day, Jesus Christ, you'd get a Back to the Future game. you get an E.T. game. you get a Transformers game. you get a Terminator game. you get a you get yeah. an Alien game. you get a... Um, uh, fucking... I mean, there's so many movies. I had... Plat- Dude, I had Platoon... And I fucking loved that game. It was so good. I also had Rambo, uh, First Blood Part 2. I had that game as well. Oh, they were oh, no, no. Like, 80s, 80s and well. 90s was probably the... That was like fucking peak. Like, mm. everything must have a game. If any movie comes out, there's got to be some kind of game uh, attached to it. But 2000s, it was mainly the the more licensable stuff. Yeah. That a, a, a game would come out if there was a movie coming. But do you think that's because games are so much more expensive now to make? Oh, for sure, for sure. And they've stopped making uh, what they what they call double A games. Those things are a thing of the past. Right. They now make triple A, right? Is that what Well it's only triple A or indie now. Like that's right. it. Like there's there really isn't an in between anymore. Right. And that's why there's so fewer like games. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. Okay, I know people go, Oh, this was a game, but I mean there's no Back in the day, if you were to go into like your PlayStation Two and even your PlayStation Three and Xbox Three Sixty, yeah. there were so many games. Like there were so many fucking yeah. and so much garbage games. Now they don't do that anymore because the games are so expensive to make. You're not going to get those like cheaper throwaway games. No studio seems to want to do those anymore. Yeah, too much of but I feel that you're missing that stuff, aren't you? Because you pull to play a I lot think, of those. Well, I think sometimes it's just fun to just play a shitty game for yeah, ten hours. Yeah, I, I, I sort of agree. There was a lot more. It felt like there was more variety back then. Whether there really was, I don't know, but it felt like there was more. Um, and I think the franchises have kind of gobbled it up a lot. Uh, a lot of the oxygen up at the gaming counter now, you know? Uh, yeah. Much like, um, much like with movies. Uh, so you've got something here about George Perez. What's going on with George Perez, who sadly passed away? Uh, yes. Yeah, so actually today, which should be tomorrow for any... Well, it'll be... By the time we put the show, it'll be passed. Mm. But uh, tomorrow they're auctioning off three of his um, his uh, Hawaiian shirts. So if right. you if you know if you remember George Perez, he always saw him in a Hawaiian shirt. Yes. Now yes, these were actually Hawaiian shirts made by his wife. They were handmade by his wife. They featured really? cartoon characters and stuff that he loved. What was he? Stuff. Can I ask a question? Without meaning, and this is not—I don't mean to sound offensive or anything. I would. What was his nationality? Was he U.S. mixed with something? Because he looked a bit Spanish or something. Well, he would be mixed because Perez is obviously... Yeah, yeah, but I've only seen him older when he's like the full grey head. Like, was he from America or was he from Spain or what was the story? I believe he was born in America. I think it was his parents maybe that... Right, um, so Spanish-American. 
Yeah, because okay. he was yeah he was born in America. That is absolutely for okay. sure. Um, Seemed like a really nice guy. I that time we met him at the convention. Yeah, his parents would have been like Hispanic or or okay. probably like maybe Portuguese or Spanish. So or whatever. who's going to the auction? Is it for charity? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. So what's going? All the proceeds will be going to his wife. To his wife. Uh, yeah, it's to help her. I guess with maybe I don't know the the bills. Oh Jesus! Don't tell me that he's another one who died poor. Did he? Really? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Really. Mm-hmm. That's really I see. I find that really sad because I mean, this guy was he was drawing till the end, and he was like mm-hmm. one of the most iconic artists of the last say forty years. I would have thought in comic books, you know. Oh, that's sad, yeah. man. Like really, and I would have thought his commissions well, he would have been charging thousands, the, you know. Yeah, but I guess you see, this is also I guess maybe the problem is when you. I guess there's no pension. That's the problem with working for comics your whole life, and especially if it's yeah. um, it's uh, commissioned work or it's you know. But do um, they get a pension in the states anyway? Like you know how in Australia, if you're below, I think it, you do. But I mean, I, it might not be enough though. I mean, security, if, yeah. if maybe at her age, maybe she can't work now, and the money. I don't know. Maybe oh, there's sad. no. Kids. I don't know. Like I don't know their full. Send me the link. After the show, and I will put it on the Signal and Doom Facebook page for anyone to contribute to. So I'll do that tonight so that you can contribute, listeners. I'll put the... So, you know, if they're watching the Facebook page, I'll put it in all the groups and stuff. So send me the link after we finish the show tonight, Rich, and I'll put it up. Because that's really sad. I didn't realise that. I thought I assumed it was going to charity of some sort. Um, wow. Uh, again, they will be auctioning off some, like, artwork and stuff. And not, not all just his artwork, but, like, some... Um tribute stuff and all that that stuff i believe will be going to charity and all that but the three I'm sad to hear that his wife will be going you know, to his wife i'm sad to hear his wife's in a sort of bad state i i find that really odd i would have thought that guy would have had so much artwork that would have been worth like shitloads you know that you could sell off like i would have thought he would have left the portfolio so you know a huge portfolio of george perez that would yeah but i guess the pro- well i mean you probably could but again the problem is you can only sell it one thing yeah I suppose. That's you know, true. and he's probably only got so much art. <laughs> like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's... But, uh, but it's, how it's, much, like, even in his later declining years where he's sort of not working, you know, say the last 10 years, he probably didn't do much actual interior comic book work. What about just a commission? Like, you know, one that you... Not one you do at a convention, but one you could order from him. Would that cost a couple of thousand? You know, I would have thought. If, if I'm like, George Perez, draw me this, draw me that. Like, draw, I want Superman fighting Shazam, you know. <laughs> you know, I'm just picking that at random. Go for it, George Perez. I would have thought he'd be charging a couple of grand. Someone like him. I wouldn't have no, thought he'd be cheap. No, I don't know. I think it would only be a couple of hundred. Really? Okay. Mm. See, I didn't realise that. I thought the market for, for guys like him, the tippy top, would, would be well, like Well, put it this way. I mean, you, you, you could probably try, but I don't think anyone's going to pay you that much more um you know they're not going to pay you as more than what it cost you to draw a page for a company i suppose so but it's individualized it's for the person yeah. you know it's like me saying yeah, you know i know but i mean i don't think you can no i don't think you can charge thousands man no, but mean, even, maybe uh, but if uh, it's, look you could you could charge thousands for like original work yeah 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 if, if you've got original work, you're like, this is for issue, blah, 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 yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. confusing this character, that you could you, you could p- potentially. But if someone, if you're going to draw commissioned work, because it's, it doesn't really have a value, you know what I mean? It's not really anything. Yes, it might mean something to you, but yeah. probably the most you could probably charge is like maybe like, I don't know, 400 bucks or okay. maybe, you know, like yeah, look, I, bucks, yeah, it just shows that. you what I, mean, I, what I don't know. Like I just would have thought... That those tippy top artists, guys like George Perez, who were sort of the, no. the I mean, higher end. You know? I know 
I know that uh, Alex Ross can, but that's because he's his paintings. Like, you know, yeah, right. Paint, okay, that's who I'm probably stuff. thinking of. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he'd be expensive. But couldn't George Perez do exactly the same thing? Like painting it? Like couldn't George Perez paint it? If that's yeah, he what... might not be a painter. Right? I mean, I don't. I don't I'm not a painter. I can I can draw, but I'm not fantastic with coloring and all that. Like, okay. I get the principles, I get the foundations, but it doesn't mean I'm that. I'm sad to hear that because I would have thought that he would be one of those guys who pretty much had a golden ticket and, you know, it seemed uh, like he was working till you know, the end. But maybe he was working till the end just to pay the bills. He was also working less and less, though. Like, yeah. Think, like, he, you, you might see him thinking he's doing work, but come on, when's the last time you've seen anything really come out? I assumed he was just pumping out a lot of commissions. That's what I assumed. Again, but that's not a lot, though. Yeah, from what you're saying, that's not a lot. Well, how much did it, was, did it cost you to get that Green Lantern thing you got from him? Do you remember? Was it like about a hundred bucks or two hundred bucks or something? No, that was like fifty bucks. Yeah, but that was just at a. That was like ten minutes. Well, that, took was just, it, that was just a headshot. Yeah, that yeah. was just a, a quick headshot. That was fifty. But that's what I said. You can't. You can't charge a lot for this. Though. Not like. Yeah. You know, wow. Gee, I mean, it, if I had any artistic talent uh, to actually draw, it's totally gone out the window now that I can't just sit here That's and... That's why a lot of those artists are, are, are really desperate to, you know, um, get to artists, like, get get out to those, um, you know... Look, put it this way, there's far more um, artists than there are seats sure. at those um, um, tables um, yeah. for conventions and stuff and all that, so... Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, and those conventions yeah, even, cost. Even the people like George stuff. Perez and all that. I mean, that's why Alex Ross, uh, you know, he a lot of his stuff, he, he doesn't just do work for Marvel and no, DC. No. He's, he does for magazines and yeah, yeah. all sorts of stuff. Like, you can't, again, so I said, you cannot rely on the big two for... Oh, no, Alex Ross does a ton of pop culture any, stuff any in actual, general. actual, like, life, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Neil Adams did a lot of advertising work and all that kind of stuff mm. as well, as well as, um, you know, whatever he And did. the problem for them, and look, Alex Ross is lucky because, again, he does the paintings and it's very um, Rockwell and all that sort of stuff. But for George Perez, it's all digital, man. So even now, if you're an old school artist, comic book artist, there's less work for you, unless you know how to do digital work, there's less work for you, even in advertising and, and marketing, because they got all younger people who do that digitally now. Sure. But wouldn't anyone who wants to have a career be doing it digitally? I would have thought. Yeah, but look, I'll right? be honest with you, it's hard. I mean, I, I struggled, and I'm a hell of a lot younger than George Perez, and I struggled to pick it up. Mm. Um, and sometimes I still do struggle because if I'm drawn in a piece of paper, mm. I don't have to think. I know where I fucked up. I know how to fix it. I get my eraser or whatever, and I can fix it or whatever. Some, and, and if I want to make a line darker or whatever, whatever. Like, it's it's all just instinctual. When you're working with a computer, yeah, you just doing something is not just you doing it. Now you've got to remember, okay, what key do I have to press? Now I have to change the brush sure. to this, and I've got to make sure that my pressure point is right. You know what I mean? And, and it's, not, it's not the same. And I think the older you are, probably the harder it is to even learn. I mean, sure. again, there's some who are around about my age who have learned to digital it, but, I mean, George Perez is a lot older, you know what I mean? And I think for him it was probably like he was just like, mate, I don't even know how to use a computer. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? So um, he wasn't digital at all, was he? He was, like, old no, school? No, uh, yeah, George Perez. Okay, well, I mean, like, God, he was a fantastic artist. Uh, look, we so send me the link after this. I will put it on the Facebook page. And, yeah, I mean you know, go on this auction. I mean, it's, it's crazy to, to hear that she's she's struggling. Um, Disney's Strange World bombed 
at the box office over Thanksgiving, Rich, leaving the studio to mop up oceans, mountains, and terrains at Red Ink. Um, it was a complete bomb. Um, I didn't even know about... I, I don't even know what this movie was or what. I just... Everyone's... Been, like, I saw all these, like, articles of stuff like, oh, this movie, and I was like the fuck is this movie i've never i've i've not even seen a trailer for this movie i didn't even know i didn't know it, it was anything. coming out until i saw the um you know the 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 news that it had bombed basically um it looked like it was kind of like a caveman-y kind of thing i think um i don't know strange i said world. i don't know what it is let's, let's have a look at strange world's numbers action adventure animation comedy fantasy sci-fi uh yeah wow it only took 20 million at the box office and nine million worldwide for twenty nine million worldwide opening and twenty million opening in the states. So it was a complete failure. The legendary Clades are a family of explorers whose differences threaten to topple their latest and most crucial mission. Um, so it, it just bombed. It 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 just did not find it. Well, I suppose. I mean, if you're not marketing something, it's more than likely going to bomb. Yeah, that's true. They may not have had a lot of confidence in it. Didn't want to throw much more money behind it. And I mean, um, I'm almost, I'm inclined. If you don't even advertise a movie, I'm not even. Gonna, I don't even count that as a bomb. I almost count that as. Did it even come out? <laughs> well, <laughs> you know it, what I mean? Like, it's a bomb. If no one knew about it. No, no one made the choice not to watch it. Like, no one even. You well, know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like a bomb is usually if it's like you advertised it and everyone decided no, I'm not going to go watch. Well, a movie. what often if happens? No one even it... knew your fucking movie was out. I don't know. It may have tested really poorly. Um, they didn't have much faith in it. Hence, they released it in this dead time of year. And but then don't release know. it then. Just say we've decided to go straight to streaming. With yeah, it. but they don't spend a ton on on. Um, they don't spend a ton on um, marketing. It 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 really underachieves, and then as you say, it goes to Disney. Plus. Yeah, but again, from an article I heard, it's still going to cost them a hundred, uh, like a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty bad. But my point is, if you're going to be eating that already, if you if you're going to be eating, if it's going to be a loss, yeah. then just go fuck it. We're going straight to streaming. Like, mm. uh, it's a loss is a loss. Like, yeah, yeah. And then we save a bit of face because we can just say, look, uh, you know, it, it was a movie. It didn't, you know, like we, we ran through testing and all that, and it's a heavy market. But come up with the new excuses. Yes. And just say we've decided to go that this is a straight to streaming title. Yeah. That's it. Okay, whatever. Maybe some people are a bit suspicious, but it's going to be a lot better than you looking like a laughing stock of like yeah. now everyone reporting that you lost a hundred million dollars and no one went to go watch. Well, your dude, movie. it was one of those wacky family kind of things we've all seen before, like you know the with the Neanderthals and stuff like that. You know, welcome to the Crudes and all that kind of stuff. It was that kind of a thing, I think, and it just didn't probably connect like those ones did. And these things happen. Animation's expensive, you know, like it is an expensive art form. Um, so it is. What uh, it but is. I was, I, it's, it's so funny. I was, I was actually talking to my girlfriend this the other day because we were watching that video. You know, I sent you. Mm. We were showing all the old um, voice actors like Mickey and yeah, and, and Bruno and all that sort of stuff and all that. Um, I was just saying to her, you know, I've watched every single like Disney animated movie like up until like probably like two thousand and ten. Yeah, and since then I've not, I've barely watched anything. Like, really, almost nothing. Some of them and have been pretty I good. Can definitely say I can definitely say in the last five years I've yeah. watched zero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, I don't you know, know. there've been more, there've been more misses than hits in the last five years. You know, there's been a lot of. I just, don't, I, I'll be honest with you. I just don't. It's weird, but I just don't feel like the efforts there. <laughs> Well, you know, I, I know the I know the animation. Everyone goes like, and also, I, you know what? I think the animation is starting to look very um, 
uh, uh, uniformed. I think it's yes. starting to look very yes. the same. Like if you look at uh, whatever the um, what was the recent one with the kid um, with the guitar and it was a, a Mexican one, like set in Mexico, I think it was or something. Luca or something. I didn't watch it. No, Luca's a different one. But no. again, see, you confused it because they look the same. I, I there's literally, it, yeah. I think, in the last, there's been five movies that have all come out with exactly the same animation style as this. Um, what is it? Strange Worlds or something? Mm. Strange yeah, Worlds. Luca. Yeah. This other one. This other Mexican one. There's also one with a black piano player who comes back as a ghost. Whatever. All that animation is the same. It all looks exactly the same like characters it's almost like a shared universe and yeah. i just go i think that's the problem is that you've lost your you know your your movies used to have their own distinct look yeah do you yeah. know what i mean yeah yeah and, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah i feel like you've lost that like if i watch okay fair enough if i watch snow white it does look a little bit similar to like cinderella but then if i watch the jungle book that looks completely different 100 oh, percent yeah do you know what i mean like yes you might have some ones that look very similar like robin hood does look very similar probably because it's the same artist and probably maybe even the same director and that's their style but you would still have a lot of different looking movies mm. you know what i mean and i just i don't know i feel disney feels very stale and again it feels very manufactured it feels very oh yeah um yeah. corporate it just i feel like there's no well it's there's no committee. Art, man it's there's committee. no it's committee yeah. it's movies by committee uh kind of thing you know like it's like let's make a movie let's let's make a committee let's fucking pump it out uh and that can really backfire uh, and funnily enough sometimes i think audiences are smart enough to pick up on it too it comes through in the product but it's, it's the same reason i hate the dc animated stuff now it's all the same back in the day we used to get a different animation style with different you know properties yeah. like yes i know again batman justice superman yes it's all the same art style but then i could also watch batman public enemies or brave the and the bold and that's, yeah or and brave and the bold or, Teen Titans. Um, uh, what was the other one you know uh, the batman that yeah. had a different style of, you know what i mean so I mean, like things had their own unique style and that's lost now. i think disney is just but homogenous. i also but that's like also also can i say this the style they've gone with the dc sucks Whereas the style they went with with the Justice League and Batman rocked. So it's like, if you're going to pick a fucking style, pick a good style as well. Well, there's been other good ones. I mean, the Batman also had a fantastic style as well. I thought that was a pretty yeah, good style. Yeah, I love Batman Brave and the Bold. I fucking love it. Oh, that, that. another fantastic. It's only that's, But that's the thing. If you're going to go for a house style, at least make it strong. Um, true. But they went, they went for cheap, and it comes through. The animation looks cheap. And I find it well, that's hard why to... I that's why I think Disney's using a lot of it's you've got the assets probably, mm. you know what I mean? It's probably just a reusing of a lot of the assets and you have to tweak the assets. So it, it probably it's because it's cheaper. It's just cheaper that they've yeah. created stuff and they can just tweak and go. It's all the same. Doesn't well, it? I'm caring less and less, you know, yeah. EA have a patent that proposes the AI system punish you for fraternizing with the enemy rich in their, in their what games. Do mean? What, do, <laughs> what do you mean fraternizing with the enemy? Like, so in a shooter, if you've got um, an arrangement with someone on the opposing side and you're doing crazy shit, and it's, would, it's, go, you know it's going to go through your social media, it's going to go through your phone records, it's going to go right through everything, or your, <laughs> your chat logs, <laughs> everything. Wow. I think and, we're taking things a little too far there, EA. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah, EA have decided Big Brother is the way to go. Um, uh, people forget that 1984 was a cautionary tale. You know, it wasn't meant to be an instruction manual. And, um, yeah, it's it's crazy. EA, really, I hope they're fined out of existence for this very thing. This patent should not be approved. It is a fucking crime, you know? 
It's a massive invasion of privacy that they're like, oh, yeah, sounds good. No. You cannot go through people's social media and phone records and fucking chat records and all this shit that you're trying to dial through to work out if you're going to ban yeah. someone from a shooter. I don't, I don't understand why, though. That's the only thing that I find. Because they're just trying to, like, you know, sort of corporatize the game and blah, 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 and don't want people cutting yeah, but, corners. Uh, but who cares? Okay, fine. So once in a while you're going to play in a game where you're playing against, like, cheaters or whatever. But, I mean, my God, it's not – there's no money involved. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? It's not oh, – yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, you've got something here about the guy for Big Bang Theory? Yeah, apparently there's a um, Snagglepuss animated Is that the Is that the, 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 what is he, a panther or something? That pink panther thing? Yeah, the, the pink tiger or pink yeah. panther or pink leopard, whatever you want to call so it. So what's he going to be in? Well, his voice in Snagglepuss. Really? But I don't know what the project is. There's, all I know is that there's going to be... Really? A, well, I'm assuming that obviously they're going to be like it's uh, it's because obviously Snagglepuss has always been sort of gay. Um, well, there's a so- there's a there was a thing recently where um, yeah, I never I'm so innocent I never picked up on that as a kid. But um, there was a thing well, recently. You don't pick up as a kid. Only adults. Pick yeah, up. no, I like I, like, but I'll even say as an adult I didn't pick it up. And then, but it, it took some comic book person said he was a gay playwright recently, and I was like, oh. Okay. I, I mean, he was always kind of standoffish and kind of uh, a bit snobby, wasn't he? That's, I mean, I'm recalling memories from, like, childhood. Am I right? Pretty much, yeah. I mean, yeah, he was that, very, like... Um, well-spoken. You know, well, yeah, but also he, I think he just felt like he was smarter and better, which is a lot of character, you know, cartoon characters. It's just like, you know... Um, yeah. What's that fucking bear? Yogi Bear, you know? Yogi I'm Bear? Than the average bear, you know? Yeah, but he wasn't. And that was yeah. you. Yeah, but a lot of characters in those days all thought they were like... I love Yogi Bear. And them. you know who I also love? Top Cat. Remember Top Cat? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a big, big Top Cat fan and a big Yogi Bear fan. Sangapus was good too. Um, so they're going to make him... And is Jim Parsons... Is he gay? I have no idea. Is Jim Parsons yeah. gay? Is he? Right. He's the guy who played Sheldon, right? Correct. Right, okay. Well, you learn something every day because I didn't know he was gay either. So he's gay and Snagglepuss is gay. <laughs> well, he's, I think Snagglepuss is officially gay now, yes. He's officially gay. He's, he's and, finally come out of the closet. Right, okay. And for those people who never even knew or questioned it, we're like, oh, okay, fair enough. Um, that is hilarious. Now, well, I hope... Fair, I, don't think we, I don't think any of us cared. That's why we didn't notice. We didn't I still really don't care. care. I'm, I'm just yeah. like, you know... Um, I, I do remember there was a there was a comic in recent years where he was a gay playwright. I know that because they, oh, I, I think that was when the DC were doing the, the um, Hanna Barbera stuff. stuff and all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There were some good comics uh, during that period, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, X Men actor James McAvoy, who played Charles Xavier, regrets not exploring Charles Xavier and Magneto's relationship more deeply. This is his quote. My biggest criticism of what we did throughout the four movies was that after the first movie, we didn't take advantage of the relationship between Xavier and Magneto, which really formed the backbone of the first film. So it was like, why do we just eject that massive weapon? The growing friendship, then then eventual heartbreaking split up due to the differing ideologies of the two mutants was a central aspect of the franchise resetting film. However, the personal dynamic would become overshadowed in direct sequels in lieu of existential, existential crises. Uh, true, uh, the Magneto character kind of got shafted as the movies went on, um, mm. he, which was a shame because he was such a good actor, um, Fassbender, 
against McAvoy, but it just felt like those movies, I enjoyed them, but there was a lot going on in those movies, and it just felt like the that Xavier Magneto thing, it kind of got relegated to like a sub-story, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I've never really liked that movie. Wow. Aren't you hard to place, though, really? You know, like at the end of the day, when it all comes down to it, Richard is hard to place. You know, first class. Ah, uh, first I class. Days of Future just... Past. No, um, no, I don't like first class that much. I didn't. I don't. I didn't like the start in X Men. I'm afraid. What about Days of Future Past, which I fucking love, by the way? So be no. Oh come no. on, man! With it, with Wolverine going back to the seventies? Are you kidding? Are you uh, again, insane? that was fine, but again, the problem is, is all these movies are missing the most important characters. Like, I'm Who? sorry, it's just Wolverine's it's not... there. Who? Yeah, that's one. Cyclops. But I mean, you, you've well, you've got you've got no Storm, you've got no Cyclops, you've they got all no turn up. They all turn up. They you've all got turn no up. Colossus. You've got no. He turns up. Um, uh, Gambit. You know what I mean? Didn't Gambit turn up? up? Gambit turned no, up in X Men um, Wolverine Origins. He was in it. <laughs> Um. Yeah, one he, of the worst movies that they made. Yeah, I love I that movie, and he was in that. Uh, Storm is definitely in at least Apocalypse. Um, yeah, but she's not in. Okay, you, do you understand when I said important <laughs> characters, as in they have to be important, like as part of the team? She's in it. What do you? No, want? she's she's a villain in the Apocalypse movie with barely any speaking lines, <laughs> and then she's barely in the very last movie that like Black Phoenix. Destroyed the that fucking franchise. That is like, a terrible movie. Even I will agree that's a terrible movie. I, all I want, yeah. I'm going to do first class. I don't even mind that you set it in the 60s. Do you know what I mean? Because yeah. then you could have, when you, if the movies go on and you're going to come to a modern time, then you could have a slightly different team. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And your, your uh, Cyclops and Gene and all that could be older and, you know, now maybe more the teachers and then you could, you know, start picking some of the younger characters. But if you're going to do a first class, I'm sorry, it has to be the original X-Men. I'm just, that's just, I'm sorry, that's... I'm but it was. Not, no, it wasn't. First class. Only Beast. The only person in first class that was in the original team was Beast. That's it. There was uh, no Iceman, no Angel, no Jean Grey, no Cyclops. That's the first class. Wasn't Jean Grey in it? Wasn't she? No. Okay. All right. Fair enough. I can't remember. Yeah, you you mean the original, but a lot of people prefer the X Men from the seventies with like you know Claremont and like Storm yes, and all that. Yes, but that's my point. Is you could get to there. So when you did the first class and you went and you set it back in the sixties, mm. that's you sort of rebooting. And then, as I said, you could have the movies you know leading towards Days of Future Past or whatever. Mm. And you you start building, you start leading towards a team of like Colossus, Nightcrawler, Storm, whatever you know what I mean. And mm. as I said, you can slowly phase out Cyclops and Gene and Iceman and Angel. Darwin and was in it. Remember Darwin? Yeah, exactly. yeah there was no. <laughs> <laughs> was so shit, man. <laughs> Remember though, like he can he can evolve through anything, and then they just killed him. And I was like, well, he didn't yep. evolve through that. What an evolution! He'd make a great Pokemon. Yeah, but but like then he but he failed as well. I was like, well, they, you know, yeah. Pixie was there. Remember? I mean, there yes. was. Well, then it just turned out to be a nothing character as well. Like seriously, like <laughs> she she becomes a bad person, but then you basically never see her again. Like no, I mean, come you, on, you don't really. Anyway, whatever, man. It's it's long in the past. I, I'm not going to missed opportunities. Much. That's all I'm saying. Okay, yeah. just missed opportunities. 
well, hopefully Disney get a ride and the X-Men all come out and, you know, everything can be run by you, Rich. And uh, it will definitely be a Disney movie then. Returning Disney boss Bob Iger says any rumours about an Apple deal are pure speculation. He poured Oh, you know what? My the- friend actually pointed out something very good um, uh, from our conversation the other mm-hmm. week. He said um, all the shit that has cost their money and all that was all greenlit by Bob Iger before he that's true. Like all the bad Star Wars, all the whatever, that was all under Bob Iger. So all the shit that has caused all the problems now over the long run, but all Bob Iger's fault, and now he's back in, in charge as a, like some sort of like messiah or savior. And I was like, <laughs> shit, I didn't even think of that. Like I said to my friend, I was like, fuck, you're so right. I didn't even think of that when we were discussing it. He did green light a lot of this stuff, but he also green a lot of stuff that made billions of dollars, though, you know. Like no, no, but I'm no, but I'm just saying, like the the way that people like report, like oh, Chapek's out, Iger's in, and he's going to come and fix, and mm. you know, say, and I'm like, yeah, but most of the problems were also caused by him. So well, Bob Iger, that's why Bob Iger would point to the share price, he would point to the profits, he would point to the billion dollar movies, and he'd be right. Like all those Marvel movies, they're all under Bob Iger. Yeah, yeah. and he's also the one that destroyed the Star Wars franchise. So, but you know. but he'd point to the like. I'm just saying, in his defense, he would point to the box office on the first two Star Wars movies. He yeah, and I'm to... pretty sure that under Bob Chaykirk, he can probably point to some, you know, high-grossing stuff as well. Yeah, yes, but, there'll be some favorites. What I'm saying mean, is... If the... you're only going to point to your, your your popular things, then, well... Well, Bob Iger definitely had the confidence of the board to bring him back. Like, I mean, that dude, he, he was the one who wanted to go in the first place, and they brought him back. So clearly he has the confidence of the board whatever problems they believe they're facing. I believe some of the problems might be at the parks too. I think the parks aren't making the kind of money they want as well. Yeah, they were still at the Bob Iger. Yes, Richard, but what I'm saying is, like, they're bringing him in to fine-tune some things, I think. I mean, the company is still making a lot of money. Uh, yeah. Like but Again, I just, I just I, after I discussed with my friend, I just don't think it's, I don't think it was, like, the smart play, considering that, again, he's also one of the reasons why they're in the oh, I, I would dispute that. Like, look at the share price from when Bob Iger first got hired to when, you know, now. I mean, he, yeah, but, he's no, but made Dave, the company it's, no, no, hang on, hang on, Dave, but, it's, but it doesn't matter. It's a domino effect. You can't just, you can't just decide to go, I'm only going to count from this domino. Like, the shit that he's done, that's a domino effect that still ripples through. To the but next he, guy he's mostly associated with success. That's what I'm saying. Most of his stuff has been hits. Like, it's made billions and billions and billions of dollars, is what I'm saying. Like, that's I mean, why. I think the Marvel stuff has. That's, I mean, oh, I suppose tech. Well, I don't know. Under his watch, the Star Wars movies made less and less money. So, I don't know. But they did make a lot. What, what I'm trying to say, I'm not saying he's perfect by any means, but I can see why he has the confidence of the board. Because, like, just the Marvel stuff alone, dude, has, has made like, more money probably than any franchise ever has made in cinema. Ever. I don't think any franchises made that money. It's probably I don't have the yeah, numbers in front of me. I don't but know, it, but you, could, you, I mean, you could argue that he was smart enough to let um, Feige do what he wanted and stay out of his way. Yeah, but that's that's I mean, sometimes good leadership, hiring the best people and let them get on with the job. Yeah, maybe. I mean, if you want to look at it that way, or you could just be like, he just goes, well, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. So I'm gonna let you do it, and if it fails, it's your fault. Well, you can still that still management. But it doesn't mean that he. It, it was his brainchild, or yeah. He but if if, if it put it this way, in alternate reality, if uh, Foggy started to make those movies and they started bombing, you just knife him and replace him. That's what you do. Like hire the best people, but then if they're not working out, get rid of them, clear the deck, hire someone else. 
Like, that's what it. Oh, that's, that's kind of what DC struggling with Warner Brothers. But, but, but I'm saying, but it, that didn't happen. Like that, that Marvel stuff. I will say this, and as I've said earlier in the show, I'm pretty blasé about the current Marvel product. But as a franchise, that has made Disney so much money, and like at the end of the day, that's all Disney cares about. They just want dollars. They don't care about quality. They don't care about like great storylines. They just want people spending money and getting their subscription services and spending money on their movies and blah, 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 and buying the merchandise. And the enormous proliferation of Marvel stuff has... I mean, that's why Bob Iger is beloved in the company. You know, one, along Again, with... Even, even whatever animation stuff comes out now, a lot of that was still started in the... Box. I'm just saying, I, I personally think... I think they don't... I'm not saying I'm smarter than them. I think they've forgotten that most of the shit that they're paying for now was still started under Bob Iger's watch. I think they've, I think they've short hold, uh, short term memory or short. Yeah, but he's not directing the movies, man, or anything. Like he's the he's the guy at the fucking very top of the fucking tree, man. So really, yeah, but he's not making these movies. He's not involved in the decisions that closely. Like his big thing that he wanted to push in the last because we covered on the show, like. In the last, say, two years of his reign, his big thing was Disney+. Plus. That was his big mission in life. That was his... Now, I don't know the numbers in Disney+, Plus, but I'm telling you, that was Bob Iger's... That was meant to be his legacy play. And and now he's been brought back. So, uh, and, it, dude, he wouldn't be brought back if everything was just perfect. So, clearly, there's problems. No, no I'm not saying... And I'm no. not saying Bob Chaker has done a good job. I'm just saying I don't know if bringing Bob Iger in is... The right well, I think shareholders as well. You've got to think about the shareholders. They're the, they're the people that they really also care about. I think they've got a lot of faith in him, you know, as well, because he has such a well, long... Well, way. we'll find out if that if their faith is uh, warranted or not. Well, all you have to do to track his success or not is just look at the share price. So you look at the share price now and look at the share price in 12 months, and that will tell you whether he's been Wouldn't a success or failure. That's literally how simple it is, because it's all about the dividends they pay out to the shareholders. Yeah, I get what you're saying, but I don't think that's an accurate way of looking at it. Because okay, well, let's from a say, financial no, no, hang on, hang on, hang on, stop. If Bob Chaker, let's say, has has greenlit a whole bunch of projects now, right, or yeah. a year ago, or two years ago, and in the next year or two, those things come out and they're fucking successful, right? They make a gajillion dollars and all that. You're gonna associate, you're gonna give that success to Bob Iger. You're gonna go, oh my god, look at that, doesn't he do beautiful under Bob Iger? No, it's not. It was the shit that yeah, the Bob but, Chaker, like, no, but that's, that's what I'm that's saying. Every like, administration it's hard to just go, oh, he's come in. Now all the things that come out is all thanks to him. Dude, I'm no, telling it's you, a, it's a I'm, tell, I'm telling you, man, like, that's every administration. I'm telling you, just his presence adds to their share price because the ah, investors, we'll the investors I'm like pretty it. sure under him, they, it went down as well, which is why, you know, they were happy for him to go. No, they were not happy for him to go at all. They actually offered him multiple, multiple deals to stretch out his contract before he left. He left of his own free will to pursue a career in politics, is the Bob Iger story. They, hmm. Disney did not want him to go at all, and that's in the press. You can see that they, they strung him out for the last couple of years with small deals to keep him going so he could launch a Disney+. Plus. That was That was going to be his legacy. I mean, this is in his own words i mean he wrote a book about it and you know he's been brought back because they're obviously in some turmoil i would say at the board level so he's brought back as like a how can i say like a reassuring thing for shareholders he's an intern position as well like he, he won't be there for more than 
I, I bet you he will not be there for more than three years. You know, he's he's there to pick a successor, to get a direction going. Because whatever the previous guy did, and I don't closely know what he did, they weren't happy with it. You know, and unfortunately, sometimes they make a scapegoat of people in corporate, and that's probably what they've done there. You know? I'm sure it's not just one man's fucking fault. You know, just like it's not one man who turns a company around. But usually, a scapegoat is formed, and they bring someone back. That's why he's there. All I'm saying is, look at the share price in 12 months. Right now, it's $98.59. Maybe it's just the fact that I have joined absolutely nothing under the Bob Iger fucking regime that I just don't see the, <laughs> the, 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 the greatness of him coming back. Well, what about all his... Um... I mean, dude, he's a businessman. I mean, it's not like he's directing these movies anyway. Like, I mean, he's it's all about it's all about content and then blah blah blah, picking the right people. And... Well, there you go. He didn't pick the right people, so he still gets the blame. Yeah, but I, I think you've got to look at the. How he can picked, I say? Uh, he picked Kathleen Kennedy, and then he never got rid of her. Yeah, but Kathleen Kennedy, in fairness to her, has a long track record of being a successful producer. I'm not. I don't. I don't, I don't like care. her. Either. Once, once she fucked up mm. and create and, and made a uh, and made Star Wars into a sort of somewhat toxic mm. um, or radioactive brand, mm. where it wasn't all like the Marvel universe where everyone was heaping praise on it and everyone was loving it except for a few outliers. Mm. The fact that it was like causing such I'm sorry, uh, she should have been fired after that. She should not be having a job now running Star Wars, but she still is. So I blame that on Bob Iger. Well, I'm two like two of Bob Iger's biggest things was he was the one who bought Marvel Entertainment and he bought Lucasfilm. So they'd be, you know, and he's made billions out of them. So yeah, they've turned right. a you, huge you, profit. You bought them and you fucked up one. I mean, but I'm you, just saying. You, like, I know, but you say fucked up, but at the same time, they've made billions of dollars worth of profit from both of those things. So that's what investors care about. You know, like really. uh, I think we've had this discussion before. Marvel, Disney, Disney doesn't so much care about the money that the movies make. They do want to be profitable. Disney cares about merchandise, man. They care about, about. It's all toys. making money, though. Is what I'm saying. Like, if the no, movies, no, 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 no. Star Wars toys are not making money, my friend. Mm. Like, they're not making the money. It well, be. the not, Marvel they're stuff not making close is. to the money that George Lucas made when the well, when they saw. All I'm make. saying is, if you go into the history of Disney, Bob Iger is one of the most successful CEOs Disney have ever had. Like, honestly, like, in terms of numbers. That's that's why he's brought back, man. I'm I'm not saying I fucking love everything he's ever greenlit, but he is a very As successful As I said, CEO. I'm probably biased just because, uh, for me, he's the guy that what? fucked up Star Wars and then didn't correct his fuck-up. Yeah, I that's hear you. He, he didn't fire Kathleen Kennedy, basically. Yeah. Okay. And, and that I understand, and... You know that I agree is a is a minus, but you know I guess as I say, the investors care about they care about share price, man. At the end of the day, if the share price of Disney sank, they'd knife whoever the CEO was. You know, like yeah, I'll be interested to see if it actually does go up and stay up. Well, we'll see. I mean, let's let's put we'll put a pin in it. I think it's ninety eight dollars today, ninety eight point seven three dollars today. So you just look where it is in twelve months. It'll be up or down, man. There were a lot of big movies coming out between now and then. So, but yeah, they have too many uh, fucking flops, like whatever that fucking thing was that came out this week that cost them a hundred million. You know, all that kind of stuff is negative perception. But you know, a lot, share prices. Well, like, there's so many revenue sources for Disney. 
there's so much money that they can make. It's a question of how much, you know? They're not going to fail. But like, yeah, but as, as you mentioned, I don't think they're doing necessarily super well in the toy division. I don't think they're doing well in the parks. Oh. I, I don't. I don't think Disney is as healthy as they want to be. Like, sure. I'm not sure. saying that they like sick or like they're going to go. Yeah. You know, they're not foreclosing anytime soon. But I don't think they're anywhere close to being. Well, as the, the fact as... that they sacked their CEO tells you that at the board level they're not happy. You know, that 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 in itself, just as a pure move, tells you that somewhere in the strategy of Disney, they weren't happy with the decisions being made. You know, so that's why they've sacked their CEO, and that's why they brought back their highly respected, you know, former CEO to, for an interim role. So we will we will see. I mean, God, we cover Disney product on the show every single week. So it'll be as simple as, you know, for example, I, I tell you one of the biggest things, Avatar. Will the Avatar movie make money? Because that's such an, that's been such an expensive thing uh, that obviously was mostly paid for by Fox, but that's a Disney thing. If that movie, uh, you know, even breaks even, I think it will be a positive for Disney. You know, because of just how much money, how much debt that thing would have carried. Can you imagine how much how much has been spent on um, on Avatar on the series of Avatar movies? If those movies do find an audience and 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 make huge money, well, that'll be a huge win for Disney, and that'll come out of the Fox buy. But if those movies don't make money, and and James Cameron's already saying that he'll cut it down from five to four to three, if the movies bomb, you know. So really, at the end of the day, I think. That's a bit of a, I mean, I, I I can't predict even with any accuracy how those movies will do. You know, there's some excitement for them, but I think there's also some trepidation and some apathy in the audience because it's been so long since the first Avatar, you know? Yeah, so. well, I mean, as I said, I mean, I don't, I definitely don't feel the same buzz as the first one. Like, no. I don't, no one in my circles is really talking about Avatar at all. Sure. Yeah. Other than you, actually, you might be the only person. Oh, uh, I've got a couple of people I've been talking about, but you know, it's nothing like the nothing like the buzz of the first one. But again and again, James Cameron has shown you that his movies will find an audience. So who knows? Well, we will see. We'll, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, Samuel Jackson um, obviously uh, plays um, Nick Fury, also longtime Quentin Tarantino collaborator, has responded to Tarantino's dig about Marvel actors not being movie stars. He said, Chadwick Boseman is Black Panther. You can't refute that, and he's a movie star. What else I say? Samuel Jackson's a movie star. But anyway... Um, uh, but Samuel Jackson was a movie star before he... He was. ...did the mob. Um, I mean, was Chadwick Boseman that big a star? No. People are <laughs> way, way overcompensating for that. I mean, he was famous no offense, for... Yeah. No offence. You can have... You can like him, whatever, but please don't say he was a massive movie star. He wasn't. I'm sorry. He was like, in he one wasn't. big movie, wasn't he? Black Panther. He, he, maybe. Had he not died from cancer, maybe he could have become yeah, a, sure. a big movie star, but he wasn't when he died. I'm sorry. He was only known for Black Panther. I'm uh, sorry. He, that's when, it. when he died, he was big, but he was big off one fucking movie. Black Panther, like he was big when he died because he just had that movie. But uh, was he even known before that? I, I mean, I didn't know who he was before that. Not as again, not as big movie star. If if you if I walked up to someone and said yeah. Robert Downey Jr., they'd be like, oh, I know Robert Downey. If I said, you know, yeah. um, even Chris Evans, people were like, oh yeah, I know Chris Evans. Yeah, you know what I mean. But I'm sorry, if, if people, if before Black Panther came out, if I said Chadwick sure. Boseman, I guarantee most people would be like, who? I had no idea who he was, and and I, and I liked him by the way. I thought he was a good actor, but I. I did not when he turned up in Civil War. That was the first time I'd ever seen him, you know. Mm. And so, yeah, I think Samuel L's maybe just kind of like 
laying a bit of praise there. I think I think Sammy's been in the Marvel movies too long. Well, he wants to keep the checks coming in, doesn't he, really, at the end of the day, you know? Well, you don't have to say anything at the end of the day. He's, you still keep your checks. Yeah, but, you know, he's just putting out a little comment there. But I get a feeling like, I mean, if Tarantino called him tomorrow, he'd be in Tarantino's movie, you know? Of course. <laughs> well, the, wait, has Quentin Tarantino made his last movie yet or not? No, he's still got. No, okay. he's still technically got one that he'll do. Not that I think he'll stick to that. I think he'll do more than that. No, because I was going to say, if it, if he had done the last one, maybe uh, Sammy's like, I'm not going to get any more work from him, so fuck yeah. him. So I'll, yeah. I'll, uh, I'll be, I'll just say what I want. Look, Samuel Jackson's taken the check so many times from so many different people. Like you know, <laughs> like, seriously, this guy's done a lot of work. Uh, final news item um, about Starfield. Todd Howard, um, the game designer, says you'll never run out of fuel in Starfield because it's a fun killer. They've dulled back the survival elements that were initially too hardcore. Good. I Very mean. Good. I don't want to run out of fuel when I'm rolling around in space. You know, that's just boring. I don't I don't mind the minor stuff like the fallout and all that, you know, like where, where your guns break and yeah. you know, like your weapon. Like, I don't mind that. Like, I don't mind that sort of level of of stuff. And like, oh, you've got to keep an eye on your radiator, you know, your ads and make sure yeah, that, yeah, you yeah. know, that that's my level of like, I don't want to be like, oh my God, you can't do anything because you're hungry. You need to go and, yeah. you know, uh, kill this and skin it and fucking cook it and keep your... St-. I'm like, nah, fuck that, man. I'm, I just want to play a fucking game, honestly. I've got something for you. Where do you stand on inventory uh, weight? Because in fucking Cyberpunk, I'm forever having to sell off my shit. Like, it's, it's a... It, you know, I'm forever, like... You know, you're always, like, taking off this uniform, putting that uniform on, correcting your stats. And I saw something where they were saying, in God of War, you do the same thing. And they said, he's the God of War, not the fucking God of Accounting. And, you know, like... I generally hate it unless it's... if uh, Unless it's part of the game experience. Yeah. Like, like I'll give an example. Like, um, Mm. Like, with Fallout, it's a bit of a survival game, right? You're picking up a lot of junk. So I don't mind there being sort of a weight limit because uh, there's so much you're picking up. Yeah. But if it's just a game where I just want to carry my favorite weapons or whatever, like, I don't mind there necessarily being, I don't know. I I, I play so many games where there's, like, bag space and all that sort of stuff. It is annoying. I find it annoying. Um, but I, I, I've, the only time I've never minded it so much is in the, in the Fallout games. Like, because mm. in the Fallout games, I felt like, well, it makes sense. There's just so much junk to pick up that yeah. you've, you've got to be selective in what you want to pick up, you know what I mean, what junk you want to carry with you. I mean, a lot of it's just junk. Because otherwise you just pick up all the fucking junk in the world and sell it all. But that in Cyberpunk, that's what I do. I just pick everything up and then I just sell it at the drop points, you know? I just, I, I, I literally pick everything, select the weapon if there's a better weapon, uh, you know, or better armor or whatever, and then I just go to the drop point and I just sell it all. So I just keep doing that all the time. Yeah. Well, as I said, I mean, if, I don't know. I mean. But sometimes I get sick of doing that. Sometimes look, I, wish I understand. I look, it. well, then I don't mind there being like a, a bag, a, a slot limit. Yeah. Like if they're like, okay, you can only carry 50 things. Okay, fine. Whatever. I can carry 50 things. But yeah, weight limit can be a bit annoying. Yeah. Um, but I don't mind like a limiting bag space because obviously it's a game and they're like, well, listen, we can't have that your characters walking around with every single fucking but, thing. But also, though, like, I, I hear you, man, but sometimes I'm like in Assassin's Creed or in Cyberpunk, I'm like, seriously, how could one man carry the sheer amount of shit that I'm carrying? It would look ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Like, I'd be fucking the Michelin man walking down the road. <laughs> like, <with> a... <laughs> <laughs> like, I have so many guns. 
You know what I mean? And then I'm like selling them, bang, 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 making like 20,000 bucks. I'm like, it's the same in Assassin's Creed. I'm carrying so much shit that like it would be actually technically impossible for anyone to do it in real life, you know? It's a game though, so, you know. Agreed. Like, relax. Relax, internet. Weekly Comics, Rich. I had a funny comment then from Michelle. I just wanted to grab a coffee, and uh, I, I thought I heard a shout-out before, and when I said, I believe in the death god and the money god, what does that make me shield out crazy? Um, <laughs> probably accurate. Um, Not wrong. No. No, I agree. I actually agree. Now, first up was the long-awaited Justice Society um, book by Jeff Johns. So we have been <laughs> waiting for this for some time. Yes. Yes. I very much enjoyed it, frankly. Uh, I really, it actually felt, I've read a fair chunk of his original JSA. Like, not all of it by any means, but like probably a good third to maybe a half. This was massively an update, but I felt it was modern in the best way. I I really dug it, you know? I, I thought this was very interesting. Um way better than just about any DC or Marvel comic that I've read that's come out from in the last two to three years. Uh, it really engaged me. I wanted to get the second issue. I kind of wish it was a first trade rather than a first issue. Um, I think we should keep reading this as it comes out, Rich. What do you think? Oh, yes. Um, I th- I thoroughly enjoyed this. It was mm. just This is classic Jeff Johns working on JSA, and obviously there's a bit of a mystery. And- yeah. You know, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Per uh, Dagon is basically killing them. Um, is that the same guy who's in the All Star thing? Yes. Wow, I just realised that then. Actually, yeah. Okay. Wow. Wow, that's interesting, isn't it? That's a coincidence. Oh yes, uh, Jeff Jeff Johns has used him. Uh, 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 quite a few times uh, per per, Deg- per Degaton, I think is his name. Per Deg- is that's his actual the, name. That's he, not his villain name. That's his actual name, Per he, Degaton. Is he in the normal JSA that he did back in the day? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I yeah. may not have he, made it up to him or, or forgotten about him maybe uh, as well. Okay. Um, I, I really enjoyed he was it. Even in the, he was in the Arrowverse as well. Okay. Well, I really enjoyed it. I, I liked... There's just every I liked everything about this actually. I liked that it's the Earth Two people. Like it's like the Earth Two people, mm-hmm. isn't it? Am I right? Like the Earth Two people like Well it where, must be because obviously it's um Batman and Selena get together. Helena it's Helena Wayne. Yeah, yeah. And so it's the classic she's, huntress. She's Earth Two, yeah. Dude, I'm gonna give this an eight point five out of ten. I could even be argued higher, and I'm sure that I think the series is off to a really good start. I mean, I would leave it at the eight point five just because I'm not a massive fan of the art. Um You don't like it. See, I like the art. No, geez, it was nice when Jerry Ordway came in for the flashback stuff. Yeah. Um uh I just the art's I don't like it. It's it's it feels too digital. Yeah. Okay, I hear that, but I, I felt for today's art standards it was pretty good, but I hear what you're saying. Hey, I, I sort of was puzzled. Gentleman Ghost, I thought he was a flat-out villain. Am I, have I missed something with Gentleman Ghost? Whenever I've seen oh, this well, guy. all of them, no. So something has happened to the JSA, mm. and um, Helena with Power Girl has 
it basically invited villains yes. or former villains or yes. whatever. So basically, other than Power Girl and Hel- and Huntress, uh. it's Grundy, it's Icicle Junior, it's uh, Harley Quinn's son, it's uh, or son of Harley Quinn, whichever the way it is. It's the new Red Lantern, do- yeah. the daughter of Red Lantern, and it's um, a gentleman ghost. So basically, they all former villains. Right. Okay. So I haven't got insane. It's actually yeah. Okay. I right. was I was like. Solomon Grundy, I, 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 are there times when he's not as evil as other times? Because sometimes he's just like full so, on evil. Okay, so one of the older things of Solomon Grundy mm. is that every time he was reborn, he was actually reborn with a different personality. Right, so Solomon Grundy born on a Monday. Uh, that or like, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, so he, he's like a zombie, but sometimes he would be more animalistic, more mm. like the Hulk. There were other times when he was like reborn or or uh, reformed or whatever that he was actually smarter right. or uh, more verbal or good or you know like you're not well not good but I mean less bad or whatever. Yeah. So um, maybe this is one of those. Maybe he's uh, reformed or reconstituted with, and this is a personality that's maybe more valuable or not as. Violent, right? I don't, so well, he, we don't know. We, we've got to vary. find out. He does vary yeah. though as the years go by, right? And that's what I was trying to work out. I was like, because this Solomon Grundy sitting at a table and like conversing and stuff, like um, the Harley well, Quinn, I, barely, but yes, <laughs> the Harley Quinn. Explain the Harley Quinn because it's not obviously Harley Quinn. No, no, no. Know. This is the this is the original Harley Quinn that was one of um, Green Lantern's. Was it Alan Scott's girlfriend or something? So in the, I thought it was yes. Well, basically, uh, I believe uh, I think Jade and and uh, Obsidian, Obsidian uh, are they the children from him and Harlequin? I think right. And this was before he was gay, obviously. Uh, oh, oh yes, of course. Sorry, yes, I have to remember that now. <laughs> Well, they, rec- they retconned it, remember, that he was yeah, gone. I, yeah, well, no, well, now I remember, yes, because I actually completely forgot. But they still <laughs> they still have the relationship. Like, he still, you know, I was going to say banged her. I don't mean to say yeah, that. I know, um, but had I, sex with I her. just, I completely forgot about that aspect. <laughs> well, it's irrelevant, but, but, but so Harley Quinn was his, she was a baddie, though, as well as his wife. Is that right? Yes. Um, well, At she the same had, time like, or um, not? Um... Like, so I know? guess in a way, um, or did he reform? I guess in a way, he, that relationship was very similar to um, uh, a Hell and uh, Star Sapphire kind of relationship. Oh, uh, except that with the Harley Quinn, it was maybe more of like I don't know if it was like personality or just like maybe just like a mental. Um, what was her powers, thing. man? Did she have any? A Harley Quinn, I don't. She, she was just a scamp. Well, she's just a scamp, like a little bank robber and stuff. Is that what she did? Yeah, well, I mean, she dressed up in a. I'm trying to, like, I know that was one of his villains. I'm, bringing, I'm was... bringing up what she looks like because I don't even know. I've don't even ever read a story with her, actually. The Harley Quinn DC Comics. Now, we don't want Harley Quinn, uh, who's kind of stolen the. Yeah, and all I'm getting is fucking normal Harley Quinn. That's not who we're after. We're after. The Harley Quinn, like, what's her famous thing, man? Like, what's her, um... Oh, maybe this is her. She's dressed, like, in a pointy hat. Is that her? She's she's dressed yeah, I'll, in the... I'll look it up. 
She is dressed in the weirdest costume I have ever seen. It has like a point. So here's the problem. So here's the problem. Harley Quinn is the name of four clown-themed DC comic characters. Well, the one I'm looking at's got like a little guitar or banjo. Created by Thomas. This one's got like a banjo. She's got like stripy, sort of I don't know, stockings, jester boots, a pointy hat. And red hair. Yeah, that's that's Molly Molly Main. Is that her, the main one? Well, the first one should be the original. Is the original? Um, this is a kooky fucking outfit. Can I say that, Rich? Mm-hmm. This is one kooky outfit, my friend. Um, and Alan Scott, maybe he was gay. Actually, now that I look at this, and if he thought this was the woman of his dreams, maybe he always was secretly homosexual. And he just liked the kind of party atmosphere that this chick was bringing to the party. Oh, hang on. No, no. Okay. It could be a different mother. Um, <laughs> so Alice Scott was married to Rose Canton Thorne, who looks like it's another. Maybe I'm confusing. Because he died. So he's had two basically relationships with. Harlequins. Former villains. He likes the bad girls. Apparently, so so Rose Canton. Oh, it could be Rose. Maybe it's Rose Canton who's the mother because she's got powers, and I don't believe Hollywood does. Right. Um, I mean, yeah, Jade was. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I got it confused. Rose Canton, the first wife of Alan Scott, is the mother of Jade and Obsidian, and after her death. She then, um, Harley Quinn did also eventually get into a relationship with. Is there any um, explanation for why Jade is green? <laughs> it's well, because of uh, Thorn, because of her mother. Okay. It's, a, it's a combination of the star heart, which is green, Alan's got the, his power, uh, okay. and her, her nature powers. Or, I see. Like, so, well, as, as long as there's an explanation. Look, all in all, I'm going to give this an 8.5 out of 10. I very much enjoyed it. Yeah, agreed. I, I'm, yeah, that's a that's a good score. And as I said, I mean, it would be higher if, if for me if they had a different artist. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it was just interesting. So I get a feeling we're going to see the classic Justice Society, though. By the end of it, they go back in time to nineteen forty or something. And you know what? If they want to keep this in Earth Two, I'll, I'll be happy with that as well. Me too. Me too. Oh, by the way, in the back back uh, of the book, there's a um, collection of Batman Spawn, which has got the first. The Batman Spawn crossover and the Spawn Batman crossover, the two crossovers. Um, mm. Yeah, so th- that's actually pretty cool. That's coming out in a classic classic collection. So, yeah, and also a new one-shot. Then we had um, this newbie in the Justice League special. It wasn't actually as bad as I anticipated. Um, she's a very bland character, I will say that. Um, and this was just like a sort of like, just let's revel in Nubia and everyone's bowing and scraping oh, to her. Revel in Nubia. Let's have every single fucking character <laughs> gush yeah, over I'm, Nubia. Love Nubia that much. Love like. her. And just so she's the most fucking awesome thing in the world and the planet and the universe. And oh my God, we all love her. She's the best. Yeah. No one has anything negative to say about her. Oh God, no. No she's one perfect. writes her the wrong way. Oh my God. This was, I think I messaged you saying this has got to be one of the cringiest. Yeah. Fucking books I've read in a long time. Oh my fucking god! Green yeah. Arrow is gushing over her. Diana is gushing over yeah. her. Like a black canary is like ready to hands. fucking 
just like eat her out. Yeah, like, it's just, like, yeah. just like, take me to bed right now. Yeah, my please, God, you're the, please, you're the like, most awesome thing on the planet. Hawk girl is fucking, oh my God, am I right? She's so fucking amazing. Yeah, Black Adam's it. basically coming onto her. Martian Manhunter is like, oh my God, yeah, well, you're so wonderful. You're the, I was like, yeah. Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Like, write real characters. How about you write that? <laughs> Maybe Green Arrows makes a comment and be like, you know, and Diana's like, you fucking, and now maybe Diana doesn't like Nubia because she thinks that Green Arrow likes her, or, you know what I mean? Write yeah. real fucking characters, man. Like, write real, yeah. like, situations. Don't yeah. just have everyone I be like, oh my God, Nubia, you're so, oh my God, clap, clap, Hercules, 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 you're the best. Like, fuck <laughs> me, man. I didn't even bother reading the backup story to this. No. I fucking stopped after, like, 24, like, I think it's 40 I stopped, something. Characters. I stopped after the main story. Like yeah, I stopped. Know. Like I stopped at page twenty four. I was like, I'm not that was reading enough this new, anymore. That was enough newbie for me to last me the next five years. Um, Actually, yeah. if, if if anyone out there is a um, <laughs> is a wannabe writer or up and coming writer, or whatever, <laughs> I would actually recommend you read this on how not to write characters, on how well, not to write. Yes. Like the like, problem um, was the problem was it, the art was fine. Uh, some of the interaction was fine. But it was everyone saying the same thing about Nubia. It felt like a press release by Nubia uh, for the Nubia fan club. It was. It was but not just that. Nubia felt- loved everyone as well. Nubia was just like, "Oh my god, oh, he's great! Perfect. Look at him! Oh, whatever, he's fantastic!" And oh, you know, she's like, "Oh, I can't wait to see if Green Arrow is as good as Diana says." And then she goes, "Oh, yes, better. Diana. She's uh, Black Canary. She's at Diana's back of multiplications. I love her already." You don't know. Okay, yeah. so you're ho- you're hoping Green Lantern lives, a uh, Green Arrow lives up to his reputation, but you haven't seen Diana, but you love her because what? She's a fellow woman. I you think automatically so. love her because you're both yeah. female. Like it's just such bad writing. It man. was painful. Like, man. It was it was painful, and I I put it in the the show, kind of thinking, could this newbie thing actually shock us and be good? It was pretty poor. I'm giving it a three. Out even of even Black Adam didn't have any of his oh, like fucking condescending. Yeah, Black Adam mightier was on his, than now attitude towards her. Yeah, yeah like, he Jesus. was like there was like a hint of a mystery there, which is the only substance this book had. This literally it was written as if by the Nubia fan club president for the Nubia fan club. This you was, know, I mean. Paint. I mean, okay, fine. Let's say you want Diana, right? You go, okay, Diana loves warrior woman. Diana loves fighter woman, so she's going to be never. Okay, great. But then just have Green Lantern be like, ha, she's not that great. Like, Diana's better. You know, like, yeah. you know, Wonder Woman's better or something like that. Or, yeah, maybe she's not as good. Like, just have one character just fucking, like, just not like her or, or not necessarily not like her, but maybe just be, well, I don't know her yet. Or, yeah. you know, maybe she's not as much as cranked. Like, just have one. Yeah. I agree, oh, man. I agree. Terrible, man. This is. I give this a one out of ten. Yeah, well, I'm giving it a three out of ten. Um, and yeah, it was it was very 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 poor. Um, yeah, it was very poor. And we're just breaking news. Uh, Ricky Ponting, the Australian uh, great, has had a heart complaint and was rushed to hospital during the cricket today. So obviously, our best wishes go to Ricky Ponting. Uh, probably one of our greatest batsmen of all time. Uh, and captains, and uh, yeah, we we just cannot lose. We cannot lose another legend, you know. Really, honestly, um, this is a guy who's got so much to give to Australian cricket and has given so much already. So uh, it's believed not to be serious, but that's breaking news. Just wanted to break into the show there for a second uh, to bring it back to basics, Rich. You know, um, you can imagine. Uh, as far as we're concerned, now it's all about Ricky. But anyway, um, newbie was disappointing. Uh, what can I say? Nubia sucks, basically. Um, well, Nubia is like flavorless. 
You know, like it's like if yeah. you you know you eat a cereal and you're like, wow, there's absolutely no flavor here. Um, that's, it's like, yeah. yeah, it's it's look, it's basically it's you've made an inferior fla- ice cream flavor, but you're doing your best to market it that everyone loves it. That's what oh, it yeah. is because yeah. Nubia is basically just. I'm sorry, it's just it's black Wonder Woman. It's black Diana. It's totally, that's yeah. all she totally, really yeah. is. Yeah. And in fact, might even have less personality than Diana. <laughs> and what you have is you have every single character there it's just lovely, sing yeah. her praises to the moon yeah. as if you're trying to convince the reader that they should love Nubia but I, because I you told in, them I to. I think in their, in, their, in their defense, that's exactly what they're hoping. But, like, tell a good story, please. Yeah, but you know what? It never works out that no, way. No, it never does. It never works. It, it never – you, you – yeah. no character has ever – been popular where a writer has gone and told the readers like you this need character. to find this character popular i know because often guess what we like our characters with some flaws or some depths or the situations they're in we just don't like little miss perfect being little miss perfect and everyone loves little miss perfect yeah That's look exactly as i said was. you could have look Di- diana and hawkle you know oh we're warriors yeah we get on with nubia but then you could have like green uh, green arrow kind of be like well, it's not that great. What you yeah, know? Well, where's Diana? Be... Like I prefer Diana. Then you could have Black Adam being like, "Watch yourself, woman." Yeah. You, you know what I mean? Like yeah. I'm fuck. I'll kick your ass. Don't look. You know what I mean? Like you think yeah. you're a queen. You have no experience being a queen. I am a king. Yes, yeah, so basically, Rich Nubia was just a waste of space. Uh, and, and like, it's not that we're racist. It's that the story is boring. As well, can I just say the Nubia fan club issue was boring. Well, you know, there was no conflict. There was just well, nothing. That's the thing. I don't. My complaints are not about Nubia. Yeah. My, I, the, all my complaints have been about the supporting characters just gushing over her for no my, reason. My complaints are what the fuck has happened to Black Canary? When did Black Canary become a squealing fangirl? You know. Hmm. Um, I'm. I've. I've. Read and when, a lot of and Black when did Canary. when did Green Lantern not like even just playfully hit on another chick was he there a green arrow yeah oh green sorry i thought you said green lantern i was gonna say i don't, I don't remember yeah. green lantern. no like like green arrow we should still be like yeah he's either got to be confrontational or he's got to be a little bit like well yeah. hello you know you're yeah. pretty yeah you're pretty lovely and then diana's yeah. like ollie like you know what i mean like know your characters that fucking, you're writing it, imagine if green arrow said brown sugar and she just like blew up in him or something yeah. that, that would be actually like people might say that's sexist but Green Arrow is a bit sexist, you know? Like, that's in yeah, his that's, character, you know? So why not play like, it, you know? This is why I don't enjoy reading uh, a lot of modern comics. It's because every yeah. person has the same voice. Yeah. If I close my eyes and you just told me what Green Arrow said, what Diana said, what Hawkeye said, what John said, I couldn't – and I didn't, didn't – don't tell me who said it. No, I know. You I just agree. gave me – you yeah. just gave me the fucking – I'd be like, I don't know who said that. I, yeah, I, I honestly don't know who said that. Like, I totally it, agree. it's just so terrible when you don't realize that everyone has to have their own, their own personality. Dude, like, you, you, I'm sorry. you're so on the money. You're so on the money. If I meet someone money. for the first time, like let's say a new person starts at work, I don't go, oh my God, you're so awesome. Are oh, you, you. going to be the best salesperson I ever? You. I love you, know, you. Oh my God, we're going to be the best friends. I don't go, yeah. I, my first reaction is, oh, who's this fucking now? Yeah. Is this yeah. person going to be good? Or are they going to waste my time? Are they going to be another waste of space that I've got to, you know, <laughs> clean up after? Like that's what—that's a normal reaction. 
Yeah, I know. I know. Normal reaction is not to meet someone for the first time and just declare that you're the best fucking friends for life. I love you. Can we braid hair later? Um, yeah, no, it was. It sucked, man. I, you know, I'm dropping my score to a two out of ten, actually. Staying at the one. At the I will 10. say the art was good. I felt. The yeah, art look, I mean, uh, I'm surprised that they actually. I feel bad for the, the, the poor artists who had to work on this shit. The artists like, did a good imagine, job. You know, no, but really. I'm saying, imagine. Has it been an artist this good? Like, because the art is actually good. I'll, yeah. I'll say that. The art is actually fucking great. Imagine being a good a good enough artist and this is the book you get given. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> like, know. this is the writer you get paired up with. I'll just be like, oh, my God. And sorry, I still, don't, I still don't care about Nubia, despite their attempt to brainwash me. You know? <laughs> now, did you read the Star Trek 2? Yeah, I did. Okay, well, give us your thoughts on Star Trek 2. Um. I'll tell you this. I mean, so this is basically, this is actually similar to Picard, but better. Uh-huh. So this is a, a like, oh, we're going to go around and we're going to we're gonna bring in some old characters uh-huh. and we're going to have a new adventure, but done in a much better way than Picard. Oh, my God. If this was the show that they were doing uh-huh. instead of the Picard, I I would still be, I'd be a fan. I'd be watching it um, every week. Uh, it's, it's very interesting. Um, the characters are written well. There's, again, there's conflict. There's people yeah. questioning the captain, you know, uh, Cisco, and not sure. Like it's, you know what I mean. And Cisco has a bit of a uh, with, da- uh, with data. Like it's, it feels very tricky. Cool. Uh, and and yes, it's a bit of like, oh, here's some old characters, here's some new characters, but it's done well. It's yeah. done, you Good. know. And in this one, Worf shows up because they go onto the Klingon. I love Worf. Yeah. Yeah. And now he's part of the the the, the team again, and. I just, I, I'm really enjoying it. It's like, it's a bit slow, but again, it, that that's kind of okay. stuff. It's not exactly like max action pack sort of yeah. stuff. It's more cerebral. But I, the, when I finished reading this, I was like, man, if this was the TV show instead of Picard, I would be watching this. Do you watch I'd Picard? Because be... I've never watched an no. episode. No, 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 no. Never no. watched an episode. I watched the first episode. I watched the very first episode, and I've never, ever watched another episode. I feel I bad so... because I actually love Jean-Luc Picard, but I just never, and I love Patrick Stewart, but I've never brought myself to watch that show. I don't know Well, why. the one, he's too old, and when, when I found out that they were going yeah. to be, like, quote-unquote, like, euthanizing him, but, like, then putting his mind or, or his, his memory in a robot... Right. And in 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 a, and, and I was like, oh, okay. Well, you know what? It's going to be very hard for someone to play Picard, but it's a clever way of getting a younger actor but to the, play. And but they didn't. They put him in an old man body. They put him in old man like, Android. Isn't he, isn't he? Is played by Patrick Stewart, right? Yeah, but that's my like point. 80. Like, so you come up with a storyline <laughs> where he's going to put his fucking brain into a robot body, and, and he doesn't go body. for a younger body. Like that makes no even sense. just like. Even just like twenty years younger, you know what I mean? Like I don't have to be like a, do, do a they twenty de-age year old. Him? But do they de-age no, him? no, nothing, mate, nothing. It's just fucking. That old, just seems odd. Sorry, sad, just, just, wrinkly Picard. That's that's a weird decision. Um, I don't quite understand the basis. Like it's like the robot body I would put myself in wouldn't be an eighty-five-year-old Patrick Stewart, you know. Yeah, well, that's what I said. Like after the fir- after the first episode, and, and with that, sure. I was just like, I was like, no, thank you. This is stupid. Wow. Okay. So uh, anyway, but so, this book is a recommend. Yeah. This book that was uh, I give it a seven point five. Cool. Now, Richard, trade of the week was All Star Squadron. Uh, Roy Thomas and I want to say is it Jerry Ordway on? Uh no. Oh, uh, Jerry Ordway did the inking. Uh. 
uh, oh, so a lot of it. He's like, involved. Yeah. Okay. Oh no, no, no. Jerry Order. And in fact, uh, Conway's involved as well in some of the the later issues. I don't know if you noticed that as well. Cool. Um, uh, Jerry Conway as well. Uh, but I believe it was um, Rich Buckler. Right. There's a name. Um, Is he still alive? Uh, no, I think he died a, a few years ago. Oh, so I guess we can't get him on signal. Ago. We can't get him on signal. Um, um Rich well, Buckler. maybe you could. Because no, you he's in dead in 2017. Stuff. 2017, he no, cashed but, out. but you believe in ghosts, so maybe you could. I'm just saying, I, oh, I, 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 no, I believe you can, uh, maybe not raise from the dead, like, but you can commune with the dead. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, indeed, Richard. on a dark and stormy night my friend man if i gave in to my impulses this would be a dark world you know this would be a dark world richard people wouldn't just be worrying about the war in ukraine i'm sure it would yeah um no anyway all-star squadron um I've got to be honest, Roy Thomas, for me, has always been sort of hit and miss. I have read a lot of his Conan. Sometimes he gets it really right. Sometimes he's he's a very wordy writer, very. And when you said All-Star Squadron, I was like, oh, great. It's the just society guys from back in the day that I don't care about. Um, but but written back when I don't care. And I, it was like, it was in World War II. I was like, okay, this is going to be okay, I guess. And then I was like, Roy Thomas, I was like, oh, dear, what's Richard going to do? Can I say, Richard, we were looking for a book to break the run of poor books that we've both had recently. You blew it out of the water. I said to Michelle, halfway through reading this, and I was really busy this week, so I did most of the reading uh, yesterday and today. Richard has picked a killer book. This is a really tennis shoes. It is wordy. It is dense, but it's fun. And it kept me going. I was genuinely entranced by what the goings-on of these characters. Can I say Liberty Bell is one of my favourite characters now. I know that she has the daughter that becomes Jessie Quick, who becomes Liberty Bell, and I love Jessie Quick. Well, she's, uh, you know, off the old chopping block because I like Liberty Bell. with the When they ring the Liberty Bell and she gets the adrenaline power. Um, yeah, what a character, and this is the best Roy Thomas I've read outside of some of his Conan. Um, Ray Pratt the Adam gets on my nerves. I, I can't stand that character. Alan, Alan, Alan Pratt. Whatever his name is, yeah. Uh, Hawk Woman's costume is great fun, where she's got the pointy bra, kind of Madonna style. Um, this was a great read, Rich. I want you to take us through some of the hits, but can I say, you have blown away the curse of Paul Picks. That both of us have had, and yeah, you were, well, you I've, been, I've been saving. I've been saving this one for a while. Well, did you know I would like it as much as I did? Because I, I, I at first thought I'm going to struggle, and I can got, I be honest with you? Fifteen years ago, no, right. <laughs> but since you've been reading more Golden Age and yeah. Silver Age, and getting more into DC and and stuff, I I had a feeling that you should enjoy this one just because, one, it's a World War II setting. Yeah. It's these really cool characters. And so, okay, so I'll explain. The whole point um, of... Uh, oh, by the way, I just wanted, since we talked about George Perez, um, uh, Buckler actually hired George Perez as an art assistant back in the day. So, wow. Um, Rich Buckler did that. Anyway, so this uh, uh, Rich Buckler, Ordway, and... Um, 
Thomas basically created the 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 All Star Squadron, and it's called All Star Squadron because it's a it's it's a name after the All Star comics. Yes, right. SA first um, uh, appeared. Now the point of this was to it was created in the eighties, I think eighty one or something like that, mm. um, and it was to tie into the old JSA stuff, but. Obviously, there wasn't too much they could do because obviously you're going back in and kind of like filling in stories so that you can't do much with the JSA characters. Yep. So what they did was they kind of took them off the board by... Um, so this is where they had like the reason that the, the superiors don't get involved in the war overseas is because Hitler and Japan and all that yes. the, with the mystical spear of destiny. I had heard about the spear of destiny before actually um it was Hitler. basically a way to keep the super powered and magical uh, heroes uh, it basically enthralled them and entranced them it, it uh, uh, allowed Hitler to basically take them over mm. and they would then fight for the Nazis so they couldn't it was it's just a way to like explain why they couldn't get there's that famous issue, and it's a good explanation, because um, otherwise, why doesn't Superman come in and just kill Hitler? Or, yeah, exactly. Or, yeah. But there's that famous issue where uh, it's like a famous cover where Superman comes and gets Hitler and Stalin and takes them to the United Nations or the League of Nations yeah. or something, you know? But now, again, obviously, they couldn't do that if you're trying to do a, a, a story about uh, heroes in World War Two, because you'd be like, well, obviously, these heroes could just... Why, why isn't Superman storming the beach at D-Day kind yeah. of thing, you know? So they had thing. that, and then so then what they did was they had most of the JSA guys actually enlist in the army, especially the non-magic Yeah, one. why was that? I didn't understand why they did that. Like Again, it was just the way... Because they wanted to serve. So the idea was... Was, uh, um, was that FDR. at the time? At the time in the 40s, did that happen? No. Or- no. Again, this is a this is a retcon. So, right, or, or, or sort of filling in the the history and all that. So, sort of were stuff. those so, characters around in the actual nineteen forties? Yes. Well, uh, no. Oh. Uh, oh, the JSA characters, yes. Yes, that's what I mean. A lot of these characters, some of them were, some of them are new, some of them appeared a bit later. Again, this is all just a let's let's work with what we have. Go back and it's pretty clever, in. man. Like, was yeah. Liberty Bell? Where was Liberty Bell? Because I love this character, man. Has she, the Liberty Bell, they rigged the bell, and she's like, it's the power going and stuff. It's cool. Yeah, so these are, you know, well, these are characters that were created later, and uh, uh, and some were created. And the security them. guard puts the phone up to the bell. That's awesome. Yeah, she, she gets the charge. Oh yeah, yeah, the phone. Uh, yeah. So you, yeah, you got uh, so you got Johnny Quick, you got Liberty Bell, um, you got Robot Man. Uh, oh, I love. Uh, so you go through ten issues. I love the you 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 see it much later, but you 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 probably saw the gestation of it is the relationship between Commander Steel and Robot Man. Mm-hmm. The two of them become such good buds because oh, um, they're both almost like men of metal, basically. <laughs> Do you know what is I mean? Robot Man and the same guy who's in Doom Patrol? No, no this is oh. a different. Uh, okay. This is a different character. Okay. So what I like about this All Star, and this is kind of why I enjoyed that Golden Age. Um, Vertigo, uh, not Vertigo, um, yep, yep. book, because a lot of the characters from the All-Star Squadron are in that. Yes. So the Robot Man and um, uh, um, Liberty, like these are all the characters that appear in that. So for me, I loved Gold. There was maybe some people, if you didn't read this old stuff like All-Star Squadron, you might not know who a lot of these characters are. I didn't know because um, I've read Golden Age, but... You know what? I always I'm going to say something to you now. I always felt this was the fuddy duddy comics. I remember this stuff, and I was always like, "This is like Grandpa or, or my dad's comics." You know, like, 
But now that I think I'm older and I have a bit more sort of tolerance for stuff like that, I, I now I see the joy in it. Like, the, these comics are actually a hell of a lot of fun, these All-Star Squadrons, you know? Hmm. And they came well, out... Yeah, so... You know, I mean, as I said, like, there's a reason why. Uh, so some of the characters. Oh, by the way, so Gracie and Plastic Man in this, and he was working yeah, for the. Yeah, Plastic FD. Man was, was like, you know. So is he from back in those days, the 40s and 50s? I didn't know that. So again, so okay, so all okay, so All Star Squadron is characters from the original JSA and All Star uh, comics. Mm. It's characters that were created later, and it was also characters that uh, DC that were around at the time, but DC didn't own them. Oh, uh, and so some of them are characters right. that they bought and now they add, and that's why they're going back and sort of adding them into oh, the history of DC. That, but that makes total sense, actually. When you, when, when, you, when you say it like that, I'm like, yeah, because, yeah, okay, you can bring in people that you've bought and then you can mesh them into your, into your universe. Yeah, okay. And this is the Earth 2 universe too, which is so everything's a bit looser, you know? Because it's the Earth 2 universe. Mm. So, yes. Okay, so, all right. So, because I was a bit confused. The All-Star Squadron, for, for listeners at home who may not have read this, they're sort of like a bit of a ragtag bunch uh, created basically to fight in World War Two, And some JSA members are members and others are sort of non-affiliated, like Sir Justin the Knight, who I like. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and various others. So it's it's kind of like well, like it's an all star team. It's 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 you know the the JSA gets disbanded, but but the JSA members actually feature heavily in this as well. So it's 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 very interesting, actually. I I, I really think this may be like Roy Thomas on some of his Conan stuff is excellent, and I feel this is probably the best. Well, this is easily the best non Conan stuff of Roy Thomas I've ever read. I've never like. I, I thought I wasn't going to like this. I thought this was going to be a, a slog. and But I'm always happy to be proved wrong. And I was 100% wrong because this was a genuinely strong tennis shoes. I kept reading and Michelle was saying, like, you know, you're still reading. I'm like, yeah, Richard's picked a really good comic here. I want to get through all tennis shoes for him. He is a dense writer. Would you agree, Rich? Um, mm -hmm. He's a dense writer and... You know, a little bit old-fashioned, but old-fashioned in the right way. But, you know? but, that's, but it suits this because this is technically yes. taking place during World War Two. So it yes. actually, I kind of felt like it was actually written, like, yes. during that period. He did a fantastic job. Like, this is where his wordiness helped him because it actually felt like it was something I was reading from, like, the 1940s. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no yeah. It, well, um, it, it felt very much like if you like, I like old movies from this period, you know? He felt like he had the dialogue down from sort of the the movies of that time period, like the lingo. Um, I felt like I was reading a period piece without it being like ancient Victoria, you know, or something. It was like it felt authentic to me, at least. You know, I oh yeah yeah, and and like also, can I say this? Everyone points to the mid eighties as a turning point in comics. Funnily enough, this these comics they do flow together as one big story you know it's not mm -hmm. just one done one done one done one done there's a storyline all this stuff with churchill and roosevelt and the japanese attacking and this and that and like all the events that are happening i i i genuinely was like man i am 
flat out digging so, this, you know? The best way I can describe it is it's like Justice League Unlimited, mm. where there's kind of like a core set of characters in a sense, like, you know, like your, your Johnny Quick, your Liberty. Yeah. Uh, a Hawkman for a lot of the times was pretty much in every issue. Um, you know, Commander Steel, Robot Man, they kind of become quite regular as well. Yeah. You know, Firebrand. But on top of that, oh, my God, dude, over the, the years, I think this comic went for about, like, six years. Yes, it did. Like it went that. from about 81 to 87, I believe. Yeah. There was over 100 different characters that appeared in the pages. And does it I'm stay in the wall or, or what? It's pretty much that whole period, yes. Like, hmm. it's, That's it's, good. It's like, good. I'm glad. And, I'm but, glad I mean, that. like, you've got Tarantula. You've got, I mean, Dr. Occult turns up in one. In, okay, so just in the ones we read, yes. right? You've got Hawkman, you've got Hawkgirl, you've got all the JSA characters. They have some appearances. You know, Starman even showed up in, in the issue 10 that we did. Yes. All sort of stuff. But, I mean, on top of that, you had um, uh, Phantom. You had uh, Phantom Lady. Yes. Uh, uh, turn up in the one story. As I said, the you know, like Roboman gets introduced, and then Commander Steel gets introduced a bit later. Um, Plastic Man has his little camera. As you said, Sir Justin... Shiny Knights in it. Shiny Knights um, in it for a bit. I've got to say, Starman really has no character. Like they don't give Starman, at least in issues I've read, anything to do, um, which was disappointing. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, to be fair, they did that actually with a lot of the JSAs. And again, it's probably because they didn't. They just wanted to sort of give them their little cameos in and, yeah. and again. But you could tell that the focus was because you know, like you've got Firebrand. She's like really new to it. She's only just gained her powers in like yeah. the first story. So everyone kind of treats her like the newbie, which yeah. kind of pisses her off where it's like, you should stay back and all that. Then you've got like Johnny Quick, you know, he's a bit of a bit of a ladies' man, but he's kind of taking a bit of a shine to Liberty Bell and she's always putting him in his place, kind of putting him down. Yeah, no, like, it's, oh, their well. relationship's good and they go on to become partners, don't they? Because they have Jesse Quick. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you and, know am I, mean? I right and that, as I said, like you got Robot Man and, and Steel. They form a, a sort of a bond of two guys that are not human anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, as I said, it's, it's just, it's really, it's it's not like super in-depth, you know what I mean? Like for the modern times, but it, it's enough there that you feel like there's some. Oh, yeah. Not everyone necessarily is buddy-buddy. Like, you know, maybe some people get like, like Johnny Quick keeps kidding, calling Robot Man Robbie. And he's like, dude, you fucking call me Robbie again. Yeah, I'm gonna put you through that wall. <laughs> yeah, no, you know what I mean? yeah, like, definitely. There's, there's, you know how we were saying in Nubia, like it, there was just no sort of tension. You know, everyone just loved everyone, kind of thing. Yeah. In this, it felt like a real team where there was a lot of banter inside the team, like a baseball team or something. Everyone's, everyone's kind of like in it to win it, but you know, you're giving well, each other a bit of grief and you know, a bit look, of a ribbing. It's still kind of 1940s where everyone's a bit sort of like, hey, yo, hurrah, you know, good to meet you and all that. But there's still the moments where the, where someone will be like, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to snap. I'm just been thinking about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Shaira is missing. Like, they still, like, yes, they're all supposed to be friendly and they're the good guys. But every now and again, you know, there is, you know, uh, it's not like they're all at each other's throats. But just one, every now and again, someone will just put someone down or, you know. Mm. Say like you know, like when Al Pratt, uh, you know, uh, Pratt sort of like, oh my god, everyone's got powers except me. Everyone's more awesome than uh, me. And he was a real like, sad sack. Yeah, then Robot Man's like, dude, comes up and he's like, dude, you, you you fucking cried for nothing. I'll swap with you in a heartbeat, man. I'm I would give Al Pratt in a robot body. I'll I'll swap with you, buddy. Al Pratt for me was a zero, frankly. 
I, I felt if there was a zero well, in the team, it it's was so him. funny to me. And this is what I didn't understand. And maybe it's just because they wanted because he was featured in it a lot more. Mm. And again, maybe it was just that they wanted to give him a bit of personality. The only thing is, I think they should have maybe given him a bit more of a Napoleon complex with his height because he is short. Because here's the thing. You're on a team where most of the people don't have power. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, okay, fine. Yes. Dr. Minna can see in the dark, but he's got no powers. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, if it's not super dark, other people can see him. He's not, you know. Is you, he you really smart? He's really smart, isn't he? He's a doctor. I mean, yeah, you know, yeah, but, Dr. Midnight. Yeah, okay. Like, but yeah. that's his. Is he in the JSA by Jeff Johns, Dr. Midnight? I'm, I feel like I'm remembering there was a Dr. Yeah, Dr. of course he is, yeah. No, is he's it the same, same guy? He's a, he's, a, he's a founding member. Is it the same guy? No, 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 no. It's a different uh, different guy. That uh, you got to remember that in the Jeff Johns one, some of the characters have been replaced with like, like well, yeah, like Jesse Quick. Because I know Jesse Quick um, from the flashbacks I do with Adam. And by the way, next week, uh, kids, there'll be new flashbacks. We're doing the Mark Millar and Grant Morrison run a flash before Mark um, Wade comes back. But we've done the Mark Wade the first six volumes, and Jesse Quick's in those. And Johnny Quick is still around in that one. You know, so the Johnny Quick here from the 40s, he's still around in Mark Wade's one. He's just old. And he, and he has the formula and all that, I'm pretty sure. He has, like, a corporation and stuff. Well, at some point, he gets sucked into the... Um... Oh, maybe I won't spoil. Yeah, but, but I'm saying, but like at least in the storyline, at some point he has like a corporation. He's kind of like a salesman and stuff or something. And oh yeah, yeah, like it, him and him and uh, Liberty Bell had a thing, but I think they didn't end up staying together. Right, like, but they did have they Jesse Quick. Oh yeah, yeah, but then I think they divorced. Or something, okay, so. Jesse Quick's a great character. I love Jesse Quick, and um, and Adam the computer told me she becomes the new Liberty Bell. Um, so at some point, I, I, she kind of, uh, the, I think maybe the formula's not working something or she discovers that she also has her mother's right. thing. So she can still use the formula, but she's decided to, she's basically, I think she got to the point she was like, look, there's so many fucking speedsters and yeah. I love my dad and all that, but maybe, you know, I'm going to also continue my mother's legacy because I'm just another speedster. Yeah. As, is he quick? So why not there be another Liberty Bell? Like why not someone carry on that legacy? But I believe she can still use the formula, cool. Um, as Liberty Bell, so it's kind of like a she's got the. Best I love it. I I I just think there's just so many things. Now the funny, I love the stuff like remember Pearl Harbor, and everyone's like shouting it out and stuff, and like <laughs> there's there's like for an '80s comic, there's some really kind of like touching moments of patriotism. Um, it's a little dose of old fashioned, which I like. Um, I didn't feel it like, obviously it's kind of like racially charged, but like in the right way, it's World War II. So they were fighting the Germans and Japanese. That was just the, the nature of the beast. You know what I mean? Like it, yeah. it was what it was. It was a world of war, you know, and that really was the case. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot of paranoia and justified paranoia and shit was going down, and it was all a long time ago, kids, so let's not get too carried away. But as a comic, I thought this was damn entertaining, and I really felt that, like, we're the richer for reading it on the show, Richard, and I want to thank you, because I think you you nailed it, man. This was a really strong selection. I've put on the next eight issues onto my iPad to read. 
because I'm like, I well, really enjoyed it. I don't know if you realize this, but the so issue eight and nine, the mm-hmm. one where uh, Commander Steel is basically introduced. Yes. And um, and so that's actually written by Jerry Conway. I did not realize that, and that's cool. Um, and I also liked, and I want to point this out. Now, I'm not a slave to continuity, but I do like it when read, uh, sorry, writers like a Jeff Johns and like a Jerry Conway and like a Roy Thomas obviously pluck out moments from the past and recontextualize it mm-hmm. in a modern comic. And this was a modern comic when it came out at the time. And, the, you know, the, the events that they, they're referring back to were like almost 40 years ago in terms of comics. Um they sort of play with it. And, and some of the flashbacks were like, go check out All-Star Comics from 1948. And I'm like, Jesus, like, that's a deep cut. <laughs> Even from 81, like, to 47. Um, Jeff Johns did a similar thing with a more modern update when he did his JSA. It can be done. You oh, don't, you know. wait. This is, this is basically the precursor to uh, mm. Jeff Johns' JSA. Like, what Jeff Johns did with his JSA is essentially what they did with this All-Star, where yeah. they're basically, you know... Um, okay, well, it's a bit different. So what he was doing with JSA, he's like, okay, well, look, some characters have died, whatever, but I want to get the original names. Mm. So the JSA's got to have a Doctor Midnight, it's got to have... You know what I mean? And I'm going to create new characters. Whereas in All-Star Squadron, as I said, it was, this was also a thing of like, okay, well, over the 40 years, more characters have been created. We've also acquired... Yeah, well, like I'll give you a great example. So you know Max Mercury, yes. from the Flash. Yes, Force. I love that guy. He originally was called Quicksilver. Really, but that was when he wasn't owned by DC Comics. Right, he was owned by oh, was it maybe is it oh, I got to remember who it was. I don't know if it was like uh, Quality Comics or something like that, or quite anyway. They bought it, but obviously by then, obviously I think. Marvel had created the Quicksilver, and so now he just became Max Mercury, which was basically uh, the new name. But yeah, that was a character that they had acquired, and just and just how like Mark Wade used him, like it was just that. So what they were doing was the Also Squadron was all the new characters, all the now sort of acquired characters. We need to fit them into the history of where did they come from, where what were they doing, yeah, all that sort of thing. yeah. Give them legacy, give them history, give them, uh, and, and it's great. As I said, oh my god, so over the years, man, so many characters. There's a battle between Superman and Shazam, really. It's a Marvel where he's taken over by the um, uh, uh the the Spear of Destiny. Um, uh, I, I've got that issue actually. Um, dude, we I've should, got, we I've should, got quite so, a lot of this. On, so, Jerry on, Conway uh, played a part in this as well. Uh, Jen, Jerry Conway wrote a couple of issues. Right, but most of it was Roy Thomas. Thomas. It's a massive, massive... Well, Roy Thomas then, is uh, still alive, your man. Your boy, uh, Mike Barron, even did one issue. Wowee, Mike. Issue 43. Yeah, okay. And I see Paul Kupperberg is on there as well. Like, man, Roy Thomas is 82. I wonder if I can get him on the show so we can talk about this along with the Conan stuff, you know? And as I said, Rich Buckley, he did the first five and sort of he helped sort of create it. Then uh, Adrian Gonzalez, he did um, six to 18. Right. Uh, Jerry Ordway was basically was inking the book from the start, but yeah. he took over art duties from 
issue 19. I like Jerry Always Art. I've always liked and, him. You know, Keith Giffen has even done uh, drawn an annual. Come on, Infantino, I'm looking here. Wow, yeah, everyone's yeah. had a go. Uh, George Perez did an annual. Wowee. Man, this comic, you know what? I I have memories of, of, of the mid-'80s, and I remember this being on the shelves, and I always thought it was like granddad's comics. You know, like in my brain, I probably thought they were the old comics. You know what I mean? From back in the, not 40s, but like old, old, 60s or something. You know, like, because I didn't really understand that it was all new stuff they were putting out on shelves i thought i in my mind a lot of it was reprints even if it wasn't because it always looked old because mm-hmm. um, you gotta remember back in the early to mid 80s the newsprint was just so much more shit you know to look at like when you looked at a comic then it didn't look like it looks now on our ipads or with the glossy trades or the glossy paper on the floppies like it did look cheap you know mm. Like, it's sad to say because the art could have been beautiful and it looks so much better now retouched up, but, like, it always looked old, you know, and I think I thought these were reprints from probably, like, the 50s or 60s or something. Like I, I mean, just to, sh- like, just to show you, like, and just say, so, like, just how a lot of it's connected, how you're talking about, right? So you remember the, uh, I, I picked Damage, which you didn't enjoy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was the character in there called uh, Iron Monroe. Right, he yes. was the guy with the, the glasses and all that. He's actually created by Roy Thomas. Right. After All Stars sort of stopped in 1987, they created another book called The Young All Stars, mm. which had Dan the Dynamite, Flying Fox Fury, and Iron Monroe in it. So what I'm saying is, like, even that damaged book is connected to, yeah. like, Young All Stars, which is connected to. All Star Squadron. So I love that. That's what I. That's what I kind of love about DC. Yeah, the, the sort of is, the sort of like how you can how you can go back and just connect so many. It is fun. Characters. I, I, you know what? I've done that too, in the Batman universe, and then in all my reading that I've done for the show, it is fun to connect a few dots, and you're just like, wow, you can sort of see the the genesis and the payoff, and it's. And also, I just love going like, oh, I like how that like again, I like how they use that Iron Monroe. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if you would. Never read Young All Stars. Yes, you don't know who Iron Monroe, but if you did, then you'd kind of be like, "Oh my god, fucking Iron Monroe!" Jeez, I haven't read that guy since like the eighties. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't know. I just I like I like when, when, as I said, I like when writers don't just try and create their own stuff. I want them to do that too, but I also love it when they yeah take take some they existing use characters. Yeah. Me from, too. Me uh, too. And one thing I wish is I wish they would get some recompense for doing that as well. If they, if you, I, I agree. You know, when they, you know, that's the part where I'm like, man, if you would, if you would incentivize them sometimes to actually do that, it would, they would create kind of just less kind of like one noters, uh, just to get the commission, uh, or the royalty. But yeah, um, this was fun. And one thing I'll, I'm going to continue reading it because I put the next eight issues on my iPad because I, I dug it, man. I thought I, I really, Think very highly of this comic. I'm giving it a nine out of ten on the show. The first ten issues, I, I very much enjoyed I it. I agree. Um, a question I have: obviously, eighty one to eighty seven. At some point there, I want to say eighty five or eighty six. Crisis comes and it wipes out all the worlds. So, what happened to the All Star Squadron, and how did they even exist to eighty seven if they're in Earth two? Because I thought Crisis just killed Earth two. No, well, again, they just got folded into the... Um, oh, I see. The so, so I they see. Still exist. So just how the JSA got folded into 
the history uh, sure. minus uh, Superman and Batman and Wonder Woman. Yeah. Um, it's they just got folded in and they also existed at the same time. Oh, but like, where um, it didn't work was when you had characters that were Golden Age. So Golden Age, Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, Robin right. and Green. Yeah, yeah. So, and, and like even like Shazam and all that sort of stuff. Um, yeah. So basically, the stories don't. Um, the, the stories are not canon anymore, but the characters are still canon and still existed. Yes. They just have to create new stories about... I, I never you know. understand why DC decided they couldn't have all the multiple universes because it's just so easy to do it that way. You know, like yeah. to have the well, world... That's why they did Young All-Stars. So Young All-Stars was because they end, they had to end All-Star Squadron I see. because of the, um, the Crisis of Infinite Earth. Man, you know so, what? Yeah, this series didn't end because it was like, oh, well, we've run out of steam. It literally ended because... You, you know what crisis. I'm going to do tonight? I'm going to try to reach out to Roy Thomas. The man's 82. I'd love to get him on the show at least once. And we could talk about Conan. Uh, we could talk about this. Um, what else did he do? Surely he did everything. Oh, he's done so much, man. He's done okay. a shit ton at um, uh, DC and, and okay. Marvel. Oh, I mean, he took over from Stan Lee, I think. Yeah, um, he did. He was editor in chief for a while yeah. as well. Yeah, we can talk it to him, but like we've got stuff he's to chat to Issues with uh, Shooter. Okay. Well, I mean, <laughs> I know well, him and Shooter didn't get on. Okay. He's 82. We could definitely do a discussion. If we can get him on the show, um, we can cover some stuff. Um, but, but seriously, I'd like to talk to him about this. Um, and also about his Conan, because he did Conan for, like, a decade plus, you know? Um, well, Rich... We gonna... actually did it. You know what? We should do a... I think it's four issues. Mm. We should do a, a, a America versus Justice Society. I've heard of that. I've not read it, but I've heard of it. Yeah. I think we should do that as not, as not like, a trade, but maybe okay. for the weekly comics, because yeah, okay. I think it's about four issues. Okay, And then cool. we can do a trade as well. All right, now, look, coming up on the show, we've got several things. Next week, uh, thinking of Peter David, who's currently ill in hospital, we'll do Young Justice Book 1, Rich. Um, so it's, it's easy to get hold of, um, not too lengthy a read. Uh, the first book, there's six books in the Young Justice. I love my Young Justice, so I'm thinking we might do this over a series. Uh, next week, Adam and myself are going to be sitting down and we're going to be doing the Mark Millar and Grant Morrison Flash run, where they briefly took over the Flash from Mark Wade. Well, he did JLA. Did you know that was the story? They did a swap um, where he did. Yes. yes, yes. He did like Tara Babel and a couple of other things and they did a flash run. So yeah. we're, we're doing that next on flashbacks. Um, we're obviously proud members of the collective. You've got a lot of great shows on there, like Inner Demons with Brian Beggy. You've got Ray at Into the Night. You've got Connor on Last Sons of Krypton. I just did a guest appearance with Connor, which will be coming up inside the next week. It was about Lo Superman versus Lobo. Um, that recent trade, and you've got shows like Phil and Lilith on and Charlie at Capes and Lunatics. They do a host of shows. Um, you've got Adam at I Am Your Demographic and lots of other shows. Now, to support this show, it's highly appreciated, kids, if you could join the Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. Um, Patreon.com slash Signal of Doom. If you can help the show, it really helps me. It means we can get more content out there. Um, Rich and I are going to be doing another Cinema of Doom in the near future. Um, I'm thinking we'll do uh, The Manchurian Candidate is what I've decided we'll do. Um, and, yes, that, that will be coming up relatively shortly. Uh, Rich, anything you'd like to say to the audience, man? 
thanks for listening. Keep thanks. listening. <laughs> That's it. Keep killing, man, as always. I say just keep killing. St- keep watching the skies, Rich. How about that? Yeah. Wow. That's, that's, that's for you. <laughs> keep watching the skies. Look out for those clouds. You might need your umbrella. Good rain. Oh, Good were rain. you talking about something else, Dave? I'm talking about aliens, man. <laughs> um, man, I hope it... Oh, think- by the way, yeah? if Go you on. enjoyed this, I think some down line, uh, somewhere down the line I might mm. pick uh, Infinity Inc. as well, which is also by... Uh, yeah. Uh, Thomas and Jerry Ordway. Do another 10 issues of this as well at some point if you want, man. I don't care. It doesn't worry me. I, I, I dug it, man, heavily. Um, look, on that note, I want to say thank you and good night. Good night. Great show, Rich. We just killed it.